0: Hi, welcome to Critical, the history of pro wrestling video games. This is episode one. Uh, I'm your host, Mongo, and I'm joined as I was the first few times we tried this by my co-host, Liger Busa. How are you doing, bud?
1: I'm doing pretty good. How are you?
0: I'm just glad we have recording software that works this time. Yeah, we
1: finally did it.
0: We had a hell of a show the last time we, we recorded, and then... I got a DM like, hey, just, just clarifying, you were recording, right? And I was like, oh, no.
1: Yeah, you but you know what? Shit happens. It's okay. Uh, um, Just some miscommunication. But, I mean, we can go back to that topic at a later time. It was, I thought it was really good, actually, yeah.
0: And, and when we do, I solved the mystery of several of those uh, New Japan on Virtual Boy character select screen pictures we couldn't figure yes, out. Yes, yeah shout outs to whoever it was that translated the magazine articles about that game. I still want to play it, because you know what it kind of looks like to me? What's that? It looks like a—have you ever seen, like, um, uh, on the
1: Wonder Swan? Oh, a long time ago, yeah.
0: I haven't looked at that game in a long time, but it looked like just a red-tinted version of that. It's clear that, like, the wrestlers' names at the top of the screen, the camera angle, like, the way the sprites look— it kind of feels like they were trying to do like an eight bit token red stand. And also it's fucking being published by Tomy. So that was, that was the company that put all of those games out, obviously right. developed by Ux. Yeah. Who are, I, I guess still developing AEW fight forever. <laughs> uh, we, we had a few weeks of news and then I guess something happened in AEW, and, and goddamn, <laughs> the, the floodgates sure closed.
1: Yeah. Um, that that's kind of frustrating because, as you said, it was like a, a floodgate of news, and and now it's gone silent again. Um, and I don't want to say that's troublesome or anything because they just showed it off at the, you know the expos they were, where they were at at the time, um, Gamescom and Tokyo Game Show. But I wanted it to keep rolling, and now we're back in the dark days, and I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, the, everything's pointing to the elite being back soon, and yeah, I've come like. I would say full circle, but I've gone like 180 on it with like just let Kenny come back. I don't really need the bucks, (laughs) but if those guys are coming back the operating theory on the AEW games discord server and I've seen this elsewhere was that Kenny was going to be at Tokyo game show to present like a trailer that would potentially have a release date and THQ Nordic typically as someone on the server pointed out likes to do like a two month lead time between trailer trailer with the pre-order and then the release date right so i mean potentially i i you you can make the argument they were maybe looking to drop the game in november i think if those guys are back if those guys are back in like you know next month or december the, the playstation network database had a placeholder date of february so like i i could see like full gear or the like the big dynamite in december when uh winter is coming i could see a trailer maybe for either of those
1: yeah, I could see. I'm that. hoping. Um, yeah, me too. And you know, there were still some people that thought that maybe it was going to make it out this year, but obviously at this point, that's definitely not something that's going to happen. Oh
0: uh, yeah, no chance in hell. No, no, no. So I was, I was hopeful,
1: but yeah, me as well. Um, yeah, uh, we've talked about it before when we couldn't record, but um, I've liked a lot of what I've seen from that game. Um, and as I've said previously, I'm not someone that's a big fan of Wrestle Kingdom or the Day of Reckoning games. Um, for various reasons, Like I still feel like those are very much Yuke's games. But this one definitely has more of an, an Aki um, influence to it than those did. Um, so there's a few things that I had problems with that we've talked about. Like the animation, some of the animations. But overall, I think it looks yeah. fun and I'm looking forward to it, so...
0: I think slowing down the, uh, the one winged angel just a tad would be nice. And also like the camera angles where you don't actually see the dude hit the mat on that move. You can tell the animation looks like devastating, but like you don't get, you're kind of like robbed of the actual impact of the move. I was super happy when we saw the Adam Cole, Kenny Omega gameplay footage that I've in no way watched like hundreds of times, just trying to find everything that I could. Um, cause like we'd seen the little teases with like Darby and jungle boy and like that 11 seconds of fucking Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose, they gave us back in May, which honestly that, that made me angry more than it did anything else. Cause like you showed more of their entrance videos than you did the gameplay. Why would you do this?
1: Yeah. And...
0: But like it, it's easy in like those short clips to make the game look how you want it to look that what the player versus player match we saw with um adam cole and kenny omega it looked really good it looked like a 2022 or i guess in this case potentially 2023 version of like revenge
1: mm-hmm. no and that's exactly I saw. It. sorry go ahead
0: yeah i saw a lot of people saying it looks like a perfect follow-up to day of reckoning and it doesn't look like D.O.R. to me. Like, it has no. the five finishers thing that D.O.R. had going on. But it looks li- like... G- Geta's, like, handprints are all over. Not even fingerprints. Like, whole-ass handprints are just all over the footage we've seen. And I love it.
1: And and a lot of that, too. Like, it's the graphical style, right? For someone to see, it looks like a follow-up with D.O.R. But that looked they looked a lot more realistic, right? They had that more realistic look. And same with Russell kingdom as but this is more of a cartoony approach which you know yeah. gives you an anaki anaki um reference i suppose you could see
0: in my heart this uh, i want this engine to get used for like a spiritual successor to vpw yeah oh, that but nice. i mean if all we get is a spiritual successor to revenge i mean i'm not going to complain too hard
1: can you imagine if they, like, did some, like, tomfoolery, like, KOC-style, and you had, like, a, a New Japan game and an AEW game, and you could somehow merge the games into 2-1? That
0: would be sweet, yeah. I've, yeah. I've also seen people floating the idea of just, like, licensing New Japan to do DLC for the AEW game, and yeah.
1: I'll take it. But my the thing with that is I would want, like, the New Japan rings and stuff like that, like they did for Fire Pro, so... Like, if you're going to put New Japan wrestlers, yeah, like, I want I want New Japan rings and arenas, too.
2: That
0: was one of the things I saw floated. Like, you get the Forbidden Door arena, and you get, like, the Wrestle Kingdom arena. That'd be cool, yeah. And I'm yeah. just sitting here like, okay, what about Korkin Hall, though?
1: Exactly, yeah. Because Korkin and, and, and uh, Wrestle Kingdom 2 was like, the best one that's that's in a wrestling game, I think.
0: Yeah, it looks exactly like... Not just how, like, Korkin looked for New Japan in 2007, but... Like, they still used that setup at Corican for, like, years after it. Granted, as the crowds increased, the video screen got, like, moved, like, onto the wall. Mm -hmm. But they still had the fucking video screen on the wall in, like, 2014, 2015.
1: Although they did use that in the WWE games as well. Like, they recreated it for that, too, and it didn't look as good as it did in Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Right, because they have to do the bullshit, like, this, like, the entrance is, like, here... Yeah. Instead of just, I don't ge- I don't need fucking entrances in every arena. No. I don't. I don't care.
1: No, I don't. I like I'll watch an entrance once and then I don't need to see it again.
0: That's why, like, the big argument about like they don't have full entrances and fight forever. Like, who gives a shit?
2: Yeah,
1: I don't. I could not give a you, shit. You
0: mean to tell me you watch that canned animation every goddamn time you play a
1: match? Yeah. No, I don't need them.
0: Yeah, no, like, the coolest thing any game ever did with entrances was Legends of Wrestling 1, giving you, like, multiple buttons you could pl- uh, press to do taunts, and, like, getting the game to glitch and have Jimmy Snuka, like, slapping hands with, like, fans that weren't actually there.
1: <laughs> I think, like, the best entrances in a wrestling game are maybe the original All-Star Pro Wrestling. Because... I mean, the Ricky Doz
0: on entrance.
1: Yes, but also, like, the regular wrestlers as well, because it's very like new japan style like the lights on the entrance way on on the entrance stage like with muda's theme song the lights move with, the, with his theme and it just it's, just it's got that new japan flavor as to where um by the time they got to all-star pro wrestling 3 they had different promotions in the game so everything just sort of had this generic feeling like it wasn't representing new japan anymore it was, it was representing everyone So, and I mean, there was great entrances at 3, don't get me wrong, like, Scorpio was an all-time great entrance, but it didn't feel like it it was uh, copying a single product, it was just like, well, here's, you know, generic entrances for the most part, I felt.
0: You know, I I gotta point this out, nobody's ever ripped the All-Star Pro Wrestling 3 soundtrack, and I want that fucking vader theme song from that game just because of the intro, do you remember
1: that? It was like, what did he say, like, you can hit me harder than that? My mama. It's harder, than, harder that. than that. Yeah, like he's just egging
0: on his opponent or whatever. I and I had that the somewhere. actual song isn't even his fucking theme song either. No, it's not. It's no. like a it's an original track.
1: Yeah, I had I had ripped that audio of, of his theme of 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 him saying that, and I had it over his New Japan theme at one point. His uh, oh, eyes of the world. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's but be- speaking of uh, Vader themes, has his uh, All Japan and Noah theme ever just sounded like generic Aki music to you?
1: A bit, yeah. Um,
0: like he uses Eyes of the World for a bit,
2: yeah,
1: in
0: All Japan. But towards the end, he has the shit that just sounds like VPW two background music.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Is it just me or, or does some of the like the credits music in Revenge sound like Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, that's what I've always fought. Anyway. Yeah, I never really yeah. It's got like the bass and everything to it. Although I'm not really allowed to talk about Red Hot Chili Peppers as a Mr. Bungle fan, so. Uh, well, we don't bring those up. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so there is um a few things to talk about with modern wrestling games that's going on. Um, there's various indep- independent projects in the works. Uh, yes. So I think, and also
0: Mike Straw dropped a fucking update on WWE 2K23.
1: What was that? It's in development.
0: Okay, so you you've you've caught on to the bit that I was about to do with Mike Straw's yeah. updates.
1: Yeah, I've been watching that. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Basically, that they're happy with the engine of 2K22, and they're just going to be refining it for 2K23. And listen, I understand people need to make money. Mike straws never done anything to me personally. I just, every time I look at his Twitter, I see a million shitty takes, <laughs> but like being like, this is the last story before I ask you to give me money for my scoops. Like maybe should have had something a little bit more substantial. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll be upfront. I didn't really like, I love 2k 22 for the first week. Cause that's like the grief cycle with all of these fucking games. And I've got, I've got a comparison you might like. Um, 2K22 just feels like a modern version of the Acclaim games where everybody has the same combos for their moves. And once you once you know the square square circles, like the bread and butter combo for fucking everybody in the game, you never have to look at the moves list again.
1: Yeah, I've, I've never thought of it like that. But yeah, I think that, that works, actually. Um, I did go back and play it a few weeks ago. And... Like, I've never played a game that crashed as many times as as that did. Um, So I was setting up a universe mode. Um, I had downloaded a bunch of wrestlers. So I'm going for universe. and Actually, this was before I went for universe. So I had uh, reached the image limit, 1,000 images, which is bullshit. Like, I'm sick of that shit. Um, And the game crashed. Now, I remember from months ago... When I was playing it regularly, somebody said that if you have all the images filled up, all your image slots, um, it'll do that because that makes sense, right? So delete some of your images and it shouldn't crash anymore. So I started setting up the universe and I got to like um, Cesaro and it crashed again. So then I restarted it and went back into the universe. It obviously didn't save any of my changes that I had made. So I went back into it, started adding a few more things and it crashed again. And I did this several times, and I don't know why. And I got to the point where I don't care. Like I'm not going to touch Universe anymore. anymore I was doing a bunch of exhibition matches because it's it feels like it's unusable to me. So,
0: jeez. I uh, my last thing I did with that game, I think, was uh, was the joint DLC the last DLC? No, the RVD DLC was the last DLC. I never downloaded that patch. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, we're getting Matt Born Doink in a video game for the first time since Raw on the." No, you know what? Matt Born would have been the Doink in WrestleMania the arcade game. So, yeah. twenty-seven years.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I I liked that the camera angles in his entrance were like kind of sort of what I remember they would do on like TV. Mm-hmm. But then the match started and it didn't feel like I was fucking playing as like Doink at all. It just. Everybody plays the same. Yes. Like playing as Yokozuna should fundamentally feel different than playing as the fucking Rock, and it doesn't.
1: Yeah. And...
0: Bad example. They're in the same family. <laughs> playing as Yokozuna should feel different than playing as Big Boss Man.
1: Well, and another thing, I brought this up to you before, but like, if you're playing as, if you're playing against the AI, no matter who it is, like it can be Yokozuna, it can be Kevin Nash. Within like two minutes of the match, they'll always go to the top rope for a diving attack.
0: Well, I mean, Kevin Nash is a legendary
1: high flyer. Oh, that of makes, course, yeah. That makes I sense. But also, do you remember that was an issue with the SVR games? No, I don't remember, but I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, the creator wrestlers. That was like a big thing for years was like, yep, my, my call
0: just fucking keeps going to the top rope for no reason. Yeah, it's... Just keeps running to the top rope
1: and doing elbow drops. It's horrible. It,
0: like, but, they, but dude, they, they rebuilt the game from the ground up. There's no legacy issues anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, of
0: course. Ass. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. What anyway, a fucking
0: shitty game.
1: Getting out of the. I want to get out of the two key because, you know, I. It's depressing. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, so, um, there is a few indie games in development. Um, there's one by Steve Mason. So this game doesn't have a title yet. Um, but this is a physics-based game, and it looks super interesting. Um. I mean, we can get into it more at some point, but basically, the thing that he's that he showed off most recently was actually a glitch, where anytime he would try a strike, it would turn into a discus strike, so like a discus close line, a discus drop kick, or whatever, um, which is something that he's trying to turn into a feature now, um, and that's pretty damn cool. I th- I think.
2: Yeah,
0: I like I like the possibilities it opens up. Like yeah. he he had like footage of like discus drop kicks, which look insane. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that game overall, I think looks. I, I guess we should probably talk about Ultra Pro Wrestling. We'll get there. I was I was going to get to that next, but yeah, let's get into it. Um, so Ultra Pro Wrestling, um, for those who don't know, is a game that's heavily inspired by Aki. Um, <laughs> like the the. One of the moves they've showed off is a Falcon Arrow, which looks almost one for one um, from the Aki games. And they showed off a video a few weeks ago of Create a Wrestler. Um, I wasn't expecting much from it, and it was maybe less than what I was expecting. Um, it was like, here's the body types, you can change the height of a wrestler, and that was kind of it. Um, my fear was that there wouldn't be any attires to show off or anything like that, and that's exactly what it was um on one hand like it's cool that they're providing updates but like there was really no nothing to that video i thought i don't think i actually saw the video
0: of uh, a creator wrestler mode i saw the screenshots of like here's what creator wrestler mode looks like here's pink and black like ring gear here's rvd's singlet yeah and uh yeah then the obvious like here's the um here's the mid hudson civic center which i mean you can get away with having a building that looks exactly like or a venue looks exactly like the venue in a video game because fire pro did it koc did it all star pro did it wrestle kingdom did it but when you how to put this when you're posting screenshots of a menu and it's just a list of like trademarks that wwe owns the rights to with the ecw logo and the arena is clearly base on Hardcore Heaven 99, it feels like you're inviting potential like cease and desist and other legal action from WWE. Mm-hmm. And uh, probably not the smartest idea. Maybe maybe copyright law is different. I know they're based in, I think, England. So maybe it is different. I don't know. But it's, we've talked about this like in DMs and stuff. It feels like it's mostly done for like engagement, which, okay. Um, what are you going to do if the uh, the engagement gets you the wrong kind of attention? Yeah. I love the idea of multiple Aki-inspired projects popping up that, like, have people that understand programming. Because as our first episode that we recorded, or thought we did, <laughs> uh, was about, you know, Pro Wrestling X, which is the patron saint of, like, I'm going to promise you everything. And then it's been two decades. And with all due respect to Dave you can look up pro wrestling X programmer. There's a Google website with the guy and I'm not going to say everything's true. Cause I don't know. You don't know. We weren't involved, but there's a lot of really damning things that were said about Dave and PWX as a whole on that website. And to see that, like Dave's Dave hasn't changed. Like it's still like when they take pictures, the screenshots of the signs in the crowd is still very edgelord stuff. Yeah. And like, we're still plugging along. Like I can't imagine being Dave and seeing the AEW game, which is on unreal, which means it's going to be moddable probably fairly easily too. Um, And it's, it's the gameplay you promised. It's basically a, an openly moddable game. Like, and it's going to be on PC. So what, what, um, what niche does pro wrestling X serve at this point? I don't know. You know
1: what I mean? I, I, The question is when is it going to be done when is it going to be fully playable um you know
0: oh you know what nobody got to hear this so we're gonna we're gonna do the bit again how old were you when pro wrestling x was uh when pro wrestling x and the wrestling gamers united newsletter started
1: let's see so it was 2002 right yes i would have been about 50.
0: I was there was summer.
1: I turned eleven. Yeah,
0: and we still don't have those steel Road Warrior Ace steel doesn't have his fucking steel book
1: uh, for wrestling X. Yeah, he's never gonna get that. Sorry about that, pal. Um,
0: yeah, <laughs> shoutouts to Road Warrior Ace. <laughs> but I I wish I wish Ultra Pro the best. If we get like, and I dig that they're doing like the kind of cartoony graphics too. If we get a decent hockey style wrestling game on the computer that's like as freely tinkerable as that game seems to be like that's fucking great for
1: what for what they said too like they want to put that on consoles as well
0: i'm curious like if you'll be able to do image uploading on the console version because we know that's not going to be in the AEW game yeah yeah um per fightful select they wanted those fucking mini games in over a (laughs) community creations (laughs) uh type Uh, feature
1: thanks kenny um I just wanted to say about- Listen, if, if one of those
0: mini-games was like a Danhausen dance-along game instead of Penta, I'd I'd forgive him for it. There should be it's one where you have
1: to save um, Larry the dog. Like, you're in like a backstage- <laughs> It could be like a runner game, right? Like, you're in a backstage area and you're carrying Larry and there's like objects in the way and you have to avoid them? That'd be great. Ace hey, Deals um, chasing you down the hallway? <laughs> what would you bite people, do? Don't do that. You know. It was Larry the
0: Dog. See, that, that's the thing that I don't understand is why why Ace Steel's taken the fall for he didn't throw the chair. He didn't bite Kenny, it was Larry.
1: Was it though? But Ace
0: Steel uh, allegedly, as we are sitting here right now, we we are we've been told several days ago that Ace Steel's lost his job because of Larry the Dog. See, Unbelievable.
1: My idea was that um Ace Steel would you remember Jaws from uh Double O seven? Yes. He would like get those teeth? And on the indie scene, he would start working as Joseph Steel. That's Step my hard. plan for A Steel. This is why I this is why I'm not a booker for anybody. Anyway, um for no, that's why you should be a booker. Yeah, you're damn right, I should be. Um Ultra Pro, I just wanted to say like Um those arenas, they kinda got me hyped because and part of that was because to see the ECW logos and stuff. But like, I'm a huge fan of like ramps that go to the ring apron. So to see like that and just the look of the arenas, I was like, this, this rules. Um,
0: yeah, seeing the Hera Arena one like that was that was like a gut punch because Hera Arena is like I'm from Western Ohio. Uh, that's like that's the big venue for like wrestling historically in my area. It's like an hour and 15 minutes away from my house. Mm-hmm so much shit happened there and then memorial day 2019 uh i there's probably a wikipedia page for it. there was a massive tornado outbreak and Hera arena got absolutely smashed mm. it, my town did too like it was it was brutal but like the worst part of it was like the next morning watching the news and like you see the damage done to Hera, and it's like there's the biggest casualty out of anything yeah it's that's a building that meant a lot. And it wasn't just like a wrestling venue. Like people, when when it was going to close down, cause I believe it, I believe it ended up closing down for a little bit. Cause like the big thing, there was like a, a ham radio convention every year. It was called like a hamvention, whatever the <laughs> fuck. And I think it moved. And then it was like, oh, well there's no reason to use Hera. And there were all these people posting like their Hera arena memories. Like people's like fucking junior high dances were in that building. People saw like hockey games in that building. I think somebody said they saw the fucking Harlem Globetrotters there because like before the Nutter Center got built and before like University of Dayton Arena was like the largest venue of that type in the Dayton area, like Hera was the fucking place. Like if you're of a certain age, you have like a Hera Arena memory because it was just fucking like a big concert comes through. Hera Arena. Fucking, you know, Disturbed comes through in
1: 2006. Hera Arena. Did you go to any of the ham radio conventions?
0: No, I fucking wish I did. Unfortunately, (laughs) I only went to the Ring of Honor show in April of 2012 with my uncle. And uh, it was funny because my uncle had been the person that drove me to a bunch of WWE shows in Fort Wayne. And... um, the one that I always look at in Fort Wayne was like Mother's Day 09. It was a SmackDown ECW joint house show. And like nobody's at the Coliseum because it's a matinee show on Mother's Day. So it's like just empty seats all over the fucking place. They don't even come back for two years. And when they come back in 2011, they run the, uh, the Expo Center downstairs. It's like 2,000 people. And it's what Heroes and Legends runs when they do those conventions. So he was like, he was like, oh, this building sure is empty. We get to ROH in Dayton. They're not even using two-thirds of the fucking venue. So we're in the back third of the venue. There's a big pipe and drape for the entrance. And I'm looking and going, Oh, there ain't gonna be that many people here, huh? At the end, I think I counted like 138. And my uncle, like the whole show's like, This is this is good wrestling. I just why why isn't <laughs> there anybody here? And I'm like, it's fucking Sunday in April. People have shit to do. That was also the day of um the Brock Lesnar John Cena Extreme Rules match. Amazing match, wrong guy won. Uh the ROH show was headlined by Davey Richards versus Adam Cole, which mm. is it was a great match. I will I will say that. I also saw uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus El Generico on a 20 minute draw. That <laughs> match was awesome. And uh yeah, I just I seeing Hero Arena tickled me. That's yeah, I love I love that building.
1: The the one thing that I was wondering, like, when I saw, like, the ramp and everything was, like, since this guy is, like, obviously a huge fan of ECW, will you be able to go for the ramp, like, Bomb Bomb and Taz? Because that would be neat.
0: Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, like, if you have, like, a finisher and you do your finisher on, like, a certain part of the ramp, would you... Yeah, I want to know. Because the camera angle seems to be, like, the No Mercy default, kind of, like... But then again, on, like, the the shots he showed from the Hardcore Heaven arena, the camera was, like, on the stage facing the ring.
1: I think he said something about the camera yes. angles in the comments as well.
0: It'd be cool if he could change it.
1: Yeah, yeah. In the comments, he's also talked about, you know, um, working on the Budokan and, like, Wembley, Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, from a visual point, that always gets me. Like, as I, as when I watched the Creator Wrestler video, and it was very short, and I was like, uh, oh, there's nothing to this. But as soon as he showed off the arena, I was like, okay, this is cool. That's got me interest. Um, so hopefully, you know, let's see more of the gameplay, and, and hopefully it works out in the end.
0: The game is, I believe he said a year to two years away, but hopefully yeah. less than that.
1: Yeah. Well, they're also Work looking the for funding, play. right?
0: Yeah, they have a Patreon that I've not signed up to.
1: No, me either. As of
0: yet. I, th- I felt kind of burned signing up to the PWX Patreon, so it's kind of like never again.
1: Yeah, I can understand that. Um, I think I'm in the same boat, actually. <laughs> Move on to the next game. So there's another game called Casual Pro Wrestling. And this one that's been in for uh, in the works for a while uses like a ragdoll system. Um, they released a video last night, I believe it was. Looks pretty neat. Um, it's a wrestler performing a springboard from the crowd onto the guardrail to a wrestler that's on the top rope. Did you see this video?
0: I saw that clip. Uh, yeah, I, I saw that clip this morning, and uh, that's neat. It is, yeah. I like everything I've seen from that game. It's a little... Maybe this is just because of um, like using ragdolls. It feels a little slow. It, it looks super promising.
1: We brought this up. Well, I brought it up in the last one, but um, one of the things that really i really paid attention to was they had a wrestler in the ring doing a gorilla press to another wrestler to three other wrestlers on the outside and they all fell down in like a domino effect and i thought you know that's really not something you can do in wrestling games because you're forced to focus on one wrestler at a time so to have multiple wrestlers react in the same way like that is surprisingly something that feels new for a wrestling game
0: it's got a lot of potential for like big spots like i wonder if the dives will work the same
1: So that's one to definitely keep an eye on. Um, And the other one, um, Ultraviolet Pro Wrestling. Jackdaw, am I pronouncing that correctly? I don't know.
0: Jackdaw? Yeah, something like that. He's a legendary No Mercy modder who has asked me on multiple occasions not to reference his No Mercy Zone username, and I will absolutely honor that here.
1: He worked on Um, the Occam games, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oof.
0: I think his bio actually says "X Arkham Dev,"
1: which are um, like some of my favorite games of all time. So,
0: oh yeah, Arkham Asylums like my favorite superhero game, other than maybe like 2018 Spider Man.
1: Yeah, I consider Arkham Asylum the best one of the Arkham games as well because I thought it did a really good job of like making you feel claustrophobic, as opposed to like the later games in the series when they opened it up to a city. It didn't. It didn't feel as right to me.
0: Yeah, my one my one knock on Asylum versus City is I think City has much better boss fights.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But, but- I love, like, the level design in Asylum is absolutely phenomenal. And, uh, I mean, I, I didn't like the Titan Joker boss at the end. I think the Clayface bullshit at the end of City was probably more fun mm-hmm. in my one playthrough of City. But I just, the, the atmosphere, the music um the level design just add everything about asylum work really except the boss fights yeah it's poison ivy i'm looking at you
1: <laughs> yeah it's a fantastic game i did like the one with um killer cross where you have to sort of like move slowly across the boards when he's yeah. underneath the water i thought it was really good
0: because if you sprint he just pops up and you're fucked
1: yeah yeah um, it's
0: like um resident evil 4 when you're standing on the dock if you shoot the water uh del lego comes up and fucking eats you
1: yeah so he did release a tool um the tool that he's using for ultra violent where sort of like tony hawk's um park builder so where you insert objects um into the area for a death match so as he shows in the video um you can add like trucks and like add like table to the back of the trucks for people to fall on and stuff like that it's such a a neat idea
0: i i like the idea of potentially people making like really absurd like throw somebody off like a hundred foot point through like 50 tables kind of shit
1: do you think we'll be able to do like piranha death matches and shit like that
0: that's a great question i don't know
1: yeah Um,
0: i think the death match influence is mainly like western death matches Yeah. yeah like Like C Z dub, IWA. I know he's I know he's working with like or was at one point working with people who like rig up deathmatch stuff for um like actual indie companies. Yeah, they
1: were they were adding like weapons to the game, right? Like Yeah different ideas.
0: That kind of stuff, I I mean how do you make the piranha stuff work in a video game, I guess
1: is my question. Yeah. Um i don't know it was just an idea throughout um yeah it's
0: i mean it would be fucking sweet i just i don't know i mean maybe it's well i mean he has the skewer spot and that's just like a canned animation that's So true. like you could probably do the piranha stuff like do imagine imagine doing like the zandig fucking mother effing bomb off of some shit into like the piranhas
1: oh it'd be cool what about like yeah what about the bathhouse death match we have a bunch of naked people running around. I. I well. <laughs> what was in the? But that was IWA, right? Was that IWA or Big Japan? That sounds like a Big Japan thing. They, was, they do a was, lot of things. That I think are... it was IWA, actually. It was Tarzan Goto, it was one of them in it and all that. And they had, like, the street market deathmatch and the house deathmatch, where it's, like, Shoji Nakamaki in his home. And oh, like, you're right, it was IWA. Yeah, it was Tarzan Goto and Mr. Ganeske against the Headhunters. Yeah, and then the, the house deathmatch, which Shoji Nakamaki in his home eating, like, ramen or something, and then you just hear, ah, ha, ha, ha. and then it shows Crypt Keeper, like, going through the streets with a baseball bat while little kids run away. It was tremendous. I love IWA. See,
0: that's what's missing from Japanese death matches. Yeah, wacky shit. That was yeah, the... screw all of this, like people getting their fucking arteries severed. I'm a huge Masashi Takeda fan. At some point, you gotta stop going that direction and go the other way. I want a fucking piranha death match. I I hate Junkasai, I am talking to you.
1: I hate Takeda and there's a reason for that. A personal reason. It's because uh, he okay. landed on my foot at Blood Sport and I thought I broke my foot. Was it was it really his fault though? Yes. It was him and uh, Gresham. They fell out the ring, and they didn't have any guardrails. Also, I've got gout, so yeah, I was like, my foot's broken. Um, thankfully, it wasn't. But then Did later, your gout on... because of that? No, this is I had it before this. But like, yeah, it was super painful. So I was fine. Um, but then later in the day, I was at uh, incredibly strange wrestling, and. Daniel Maccabee did a, a dive, and his opponent was like, everybody get out of the way because wrestling's at work, and let's make it obvious. And he was like, everyone get out of the way. And um, I was like, well, okay, well, I've moved a little bit. I should be out of the way, and they dove right into me. I felt like my arm sort of snapped back, but I was okay.
0: So do you also hate those guys?
1: Well, Maccabee sort of apologized on Twitter. so, But I, I was, I think dives into crowd is pretty dumb. Like, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like getting hurt.
0: I gotta say I disagree. That Davy Richards dive he used to do was fucking sweet. Maybe I should just... would do a toe pick on Hero and land in like the ninth row. Maybe amazing. I just
1: shouldn't sit on the floor then anymore, I guess.
0: God bless you, Davey Richards.
1: And his... Yeah. If
0: he shows up in AEW, he needs to do that dive.
1: See, if it's like somebody that... I don't know. No, what am I talking about? I don't like crowd dives. I just, but then again, uh, ISW was like when you bought the tickets, uh, the the I think it, it said something like, you know, if you get hurt, it's not our responsibility. And I was like, oh, uh, all right.
0: I think AEW tickets say that too, or they have like a little notice on the inside of the barricades. Like, yeah, no shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess I just shouldn't have of sat on the the floor. I guess I'll sit in the balcony from now on. Whenever I go back, which is probably not for a long time.
0: Have Virtual Basement posted anything since that like tech demo of that one dude running around the ring before he got owned by Sandman?
1: No, I haven't seen anything.
0: That was uh, that was a video that got posted.
1: Um, we inched a
0: little bit closer to actual gameplay, though. God damn it.
1: Yeah, I felt like the, the running looked good. <laughs> I mean, there was a part where he stops himself on the ropes and he grabs onto the rope. And I thought that was a unique animation, which I haven't seen before. And it looked pretty cool, but again, not much to it.
0: Yeah. I, at this point, and we talked about this on the, on one of the lost episodes, as we'll call them in the <laughs> future. Maybe. Um, they really, I, I get that it's easier to get, I think his name's Tony Cheney to do like a voiceover or whatever. Yeah. But like, do you have all these fucking big names signed? You can't, you can't be like, "Hey RVD, we've had you do a bunch of other bullshit for us. You wanna you wanna sit down and take five minutes to read these lines, mm-hmm. so we can show off RVD doing
1: like, you know, walk cycles around the ring." And you know what? The arenas they've showed off so far give me like a in your house vibe. Like they've all got like these customized arenas. Like Scott Steiner's got like a gym and like. I think Muhammad Hassan had like an outdoor arena or something like a a desert. It's like literally
0: the middle of the fucking desert. Yeah. I went back and watched those with a friend of mine who like knew of the wrestling code, but had not like, he'd followed along enough to know that like Sandman had been signed RVD had been signed, et cetera. And, uh, I forgot how rough that Muhammad Hassan, or I guess just Hassan to stay ahead of the law. I forgot how rough that video was. like. It it seemed like the movement in the arms stopped before you get to like the actual shoulders. It just when that for yeah. when that video first popped up, I laughed hard at it because like Twitter tw- has treated that game it's, for so long like it's, it's it's the best. This this is it. This is gonna be the best wrestling game ever. And the actually that wasn't the first look. The first look was the shitty Enzo video. Yeah. But fuck that video and fuck Enzo. I don't care. The Hassan video. I was like, oh you like the promo he cut was all right like he's he was a good talker even like 2005 and in 2004 in ovw too as mark magnus but like watching that i was like how do you get like oh this is going to be amazing from this this looks awful and then at the end they show him doing a camel clutch that's clearly the steiner recliner yeah it's hassan did like the
1: actual like
0: sit down and fucking wrench back camel clutch you can't you can't give him Scott Steiner shit. Come on now.
1: Yeah. Um I mean people jump on anything though, right? Like anything new, it's like this is the best thing of all time. I was like that when I was a kid. So I don't know how old people are that are responding to these videos and being like, "Oh, this is the next great wrestling game." Um yeah, it's strange. A lot of it
0: I'm convinced now a lot of the people that talk about wrestling games now are people who only grew up with like the modern stuff. Yeah. And with all due respect, if like your frame of reference for wrestling games is like SmackDown 07 to now, I kind of don't give a shit what your opinion is. I see people telling me like SVR 08 was like a great game. SVR 08 was horrible. It. Okay, so I, I have to tell we're, we're going to talk about Fire Pro and some other stuff, I swear to God. Uh, but I'm going to keep going on tangents because that's what I do. So SmackDown 08 actually leaked onto the torrent sites like two weeks early. That game came out like the second week of November, which felt kind of like tradition at that point. And that shit was on torrent sites like October the 18th. So more than two weeks out. And I may or may not have acquired the PSP and PS2 versions and played them and was like, Listen, if this is how bad like the versions they don't care about are, imagine how bad the 360 version is going to be. And it was. Um, you know what might actually be the worst version of that game, though? What's up? The PS3. The PS3 version runs at 30 frames per second. I rented that version uh, when my 360 was like it, it red ring, but I still had a PS3. I rented that version. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this? And then I was like, oh, this is that whole 60 frames versus 30 frames thing like actually made manifest. Jesus Christ. And then 08 is literally just that game with a different roster and that shitty road to WrestleMania mode and that shitty career mode, which was the only – they took out the ability to like manually assign your created wrestler stats. Yeah, you had to go through the career mode and you had to wrestle in a way that like you had to wrestle basically how you wanted your stats upgraded. So, don't do a bunch of running attacks, or you're going to have your fucking Samoa Joe with like a 95 speed. Which, I mean, I would give Joe 99 and everything because he's the <laughs> fucking man.
1: I definitely played but, it, but like, there's so many SmackDown versus Raw games that I have like no specific memory of them.
0: I've had a hanker to play TNA Impact again. Oh, no. Listen, I had a lot of fun with that game. Uh, like playing Ultimate X matches with that busted ass online
1: I uh, played that originally on the PS2 and then I bought it on PS3 like way after it oh, came out Oh
0: man, the 20 minute
1: install oh yes and then I remember like I was just randomly playing it and someone of my friends This was like what the hell are you doing playing this now I was Like, I don't know I've never played it on this before so I'll give it a shot but um yeah, I, I don't think I like we've it.
0: we've talked about this. I don't think it's a bad game. Yeah I I, think...
1: the movesets a problem though.
0: Yeah, that's that's my the gameplay's not the issue. The people that think the gameplay is bad are weirdos, it's it's perfectly fine. Was it the Aki inspired game that fucking flat earth or dipshit AJ Styles promised us it would be? No. But the actual like mechanical gameplay, perfectly fine the fact that Samoa Joe and Abyss had the same moveset other than finishers is not. Especially cause they, they mocap like thousands of fucking animations and like a handful of those made it into the game. Yeah. And well, the worst part was for like the longest time. Cause it didn't seem like Joe and AJ were ever going to fucking leave. Cause you had no reason to think they were ever going to leave. And, uh, It's like, oh, if I want to play a a licensed wrestling game with Samoa Joe, I either have to dig out the modded PS2 for KOC2 and, oh, what a problem that is to have. Or I have to play the fucking TNA game where, like, I can play as Joe or I can play as Scott Steiner. They're fundamentally the same character. Yeah. But the gameplay not a problem at all. Like, the gameplay is fine. If we would have gotten that sequel it probably would have been a good game. And I'll say this, even with the movesets being what they are, I still think that game's better than SmackDown 09.
1: I mean, I really liked All-Stars, so, you know, if they could have made something maybe closer to an arcade experience... That's
0: what they wanted to do.
1: Yeah. So, like, yeah.
0: I, I want to say it was the... um, Was it... Was it Game Informer that they... Yeah, it was Game Informer. Someone from fucking Midway actually went to Mike Regan's house and did, like, a sit-down demo and was basically like, yeah, we wanted to make an arcade game, but, you know, Joe and AJ were really adamant the game had to be like this. But also, imagine if the fucking TNA game was All-Stars. Imagine what the reaction to that, like, the the conventional wisdom surrounding that game would be now.
1: I, I mentioned this last damned week. Damned
0: if you do, damned if you don't.
1: Yeah. But, like, there was, like, a a model league of Jim Cornette for Impact 2, which seems to have disappeared from the internet now, because I can't find it again, but that was definitely a thing back in the day.
0: I really, really want to play this game again.
1: <laughs> well, give it a shot. Doesn't hurt.
0: I need to find a PS3.
1: Oh, well, yeah, if you don't have one on hand, that might be difficult. Yeah. So... The topic for today, Fire Pro Wrestling.
0: Tremendous series. I own every game.
1: I don't, but like I own quite a few.
0: I have three copies of the premium edition of Fire Pro World, if anybody listening to this wants one of
1: them. I'm trying to think of like what games we I have. I have, I think, Super Fire Pro for the Famicom, uh, Queen Special, and then... From there, like, and Slam 96, Vibro-G, Returns, World.
0: I have them all, including the TurboGrafx-16 games, HAL Wrestling for the Game Boy, and Pro Wrestling for the NES, because that's where it all starts.
1: Yeah, then that, that's what I think, obviously, the, the best point to start off from would be uh, Masato Masuda, who designed Pro Wrestling for the NES. Yeah, he's, he's
0: kind of like a genius. A lot of his ideas are still utilized. Like limb damage that that was kind of that's a branch off of like how do how would submissions actually work in a video game isn't uh combination tag i'm sorry uh, isn't combination tag the first wrestling game to have like submission holds in it i think that so, aren't like yeah. a finisher yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: so there's actually some quotes i found from this um medium article and this was after he had passed away um there was an article written on uh masuda And he commented on the original Pro Wrestling, and what he said was, uh, Pro Wrestling featured the same uh, grapple into technique gameplay as Fire Pro, but there was no timing element involved, so you could just use an auto-fire controller and win every time. It was my desire to remedy this issue, which led me to the conclusion that implementing a timing mechanic was the only solution. And um, as you just mentioned regarding submissions, Uh, He said people were complaining about the lack of submission holds in pro wrestling, so I wanted to make sure they were included in Fire Pro, but just including them wouldn't provide much fun, so I got to thinking, what's the point of submission holds in wrestling? This led me to one of the theories behind pro wrestling, that of concentrated attack on a single body part to prevent the opponent using it effectively. In order for this to work in the game, I needed to include another parameter apart from stamina so arms and legs could have damage inflicted on them.
0: And that's like really high-level thinking.
1: Too. Absolutely, yeah.
0: It's it's not like the people who are paid to pretend to be wrestling fans that make uh, the video games for a certain American wrestling promotion that is WWE. Uh, Where like oh people sell for extended periods of time in three-way matches Let's shoehorn that into the game and then punish the player for getting up too early. Yeah, that's just like how do how do I include these these holds and make them fun? and one of the things about fire pro that I've I've always loved and I love it more and more the older I get They didn't craft the gameplay to do like one specific thing. They they made it to do everything Mm mm-hmm because the dev team were all wrestling fans, and on some level, that gameplay and the Aki gameplay too, because they're they're former human devs themselves, it was basically like, what happens if Giant Baba wrestles Hulk Hogan? Well, you make a game that does Hulk Hogan, and you make a game that does Giant Baba, and you have the ability to answer that question. It's it's much. How do I put this. It's much more. Uh, It's much easier to make a wrestling game that can hone in on, like, the Joshi style when you have, like, an engine that can do everything. Because you can just zero in on the one thing.
1: That was a thing that was really attractive about Fire Pro. Um, And sort of, Aki as well, because I played the Aki games first, was um, getting to learn about, basically, the world of pro wrestling. Because... You know, you play a WWF game, you've only got WWF, WCW, you've only got WCW. Um, and then these these games like Hamalock Wrestling or Natsume Championship Wrestling, I didn't know what they were at the time, what they really were. So getting into these, um, even when I first played Fire Pro for the first time, it was like, I had a bit knowledge of New Japan and stuff, but it really opened the doors to like Lucha and even shoot fighting and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: I I like the. Fire pro is kind of my gateway to Japanese wrestling proper as well. Yeah, thanks to the game facts boards and the rename guide um, My first fire pro was the Game Boy Advance game uh, 2001 it was I, I've heard people say it was a launch title. I didn't find it in a store until like around my birthday mm-hmm. and I I have no clue uh, how many hours I've dumped into that game It's got to be in like my top five in terms of like most overall time played and I'll never forget when it finally clicked in my head that like Okay, so rock and Austin and all those guys I saw in EGM aren't in this game But these guys are still based on real wrestlers I was at the laundromat and I scrolled down through like the view Japan roster as it were and I saw a guy that looked exactly like Jushin Thunder Liger And like all the available neurons in my brain went off and I was like, oh, Wait, I know him. And, then, like, I just started scrolling down, like, all of the rosters. Like, oh, that guy looks like Tenzon from WCW. And then I get to fucking the Noah roster, go all the way down, and, like, fucking – I run up to my mom because I find a guy named the Guardian uh, Saber. It's, it's Vader. And I'm like, hey, remember I thought none of these guys are real wrestlers? Look at this guy. And mom's like, oh, it's just Vader. So I went on – like, I went – Fucking on dogpile. That was the search engine of choice for me when I was 10 And I just put are the wrestlers and fire pro real wrestlers and somehow that got me to game facts with the rename guide And I, I spent like an entire weekend Just fucking going through and renaming people because it, it was I was 10. I still spent time outside That that whole process would be like 45 minutes for me now It was a little, literal two-day endeavor for me when I was a kid but I, it took me forever to figure out the gameplay because I was too stupid to do like the the dojo mode. But once I did, oh god, I had so much fun! I used to like set up round robin tournaments with like com skip on, like just set up like 15, 16 guy round robin tournaments or some shit like that, and I would just like watch to see what Fire Pro would come up with.
1: I think that's like a big part of the fun for with Fire Pro for me, especially these days, is just simming and and seeing what happens.
0: Yeah, I. I used to not necessarily agree with, like, you have to sim to really get, like, maximum enjoyment out of Fire Pro. Mm. But I'm I'm kind of firmly in that camp now because they give you, like, the super deep, like, AI editing, the logic. And if you understand how... And, and it can be a little overwhelming, but once you finally understand how to get that shit to work, like, properly, for lack of a better term, yeah, you can... You can basically set anybody up to wrestle exactly like they would in real life. I never, I never dared try that with King of Coliseum though. Can't read the menus very well. Also gigantic movesets, super cumbersome in that regard.
1: Yeah, I don't with Which kind of, is why I... King of Coliseum, I use like, I just use the default edits. I don't step out of my bounds. Let's, let's put it, let's see, because yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting into that stuff, but you, you talked about how that was your first fire pro mine so because i'm old um my memory doesn't work as as well i can't remember exactly the first time i saw fire pro was so i do have a memory of using um the library computer in like 1998 maybe 1999 and there was like this web-based game this browser game where you would choose a wrestler um one was dustin Reynolds, and it was in his like jesus get up um uh. <laughs> and you just like go through the different pages and like build up your skills and stuff like that but they s- used um sprites from super F- fire pro wrestling x premium so that's one of the first times i remember seeing like fire pro graphics the other time was in a magazine and I could have sworn this was Game Fan, but I've looked at some of the the old issues on archive.org and I cannot find this article or maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. Maybe it was actually Fire Pro G. I don't know. But I remember going through a magazine and they had FirePro. pro it was either like Six Man Scramble or G. And in the screenshots there was uh Bret Hart and the Steiner brothers. And I like freaked out. I was like, what the hell is this? Like I need to know what this is. Like I need to play this. And uh, my mom wouldn't let me buy the magazine because probably I didn't have any money at the time. But I would like take it all around the grocery store and read the whole thing. And then I think when I got home, I called MicroPlay, which was the local video game store. And I was like, "Hey, are, are you guys getting Fire Pro Wrestling?" And there was like a there was uh, a bit of silence. And he's like, "Isn't that an import?" And I was like, "Yeah." So are you getting it? And he's like, "We don't get an imports And I was like oh, okay, but if you do, can you like give me a call? <laughs> and it's like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was the first time, the first two times anyway, that I, I saw Fire Pearl. And then using that, that library computer, um, you know, stuff like um, Ice Master's website, um, wrestling video games. I specifically remember like a quick time movie of two Cold Scorpio doing moves in Super Fire Pearl uh, X Premium with Tag Team playing in the background the song and then i remember seeing the commercial for fire pro g which is on youtube if you haven't seen it and it's got like these sick guitar riffs in it and it's just the best thing um so then my first actual copy of fire pro was going to the rage and buying the rage.com and buying a copy of g um everyone said go with the rage don't go with buy right because they'll rip you off so I did, and then um, got it. I put a um, spring on above the uh, the um, what do you call it, like the uh, the sensor on my PlayStation, and I put a cheat device in the back of it, and that's how I would play um, imports on it. I still remember the first match I had, which was Shinya Hashimoto and Masahiro Chono. So I must have had some more knowledge of new japan at that point and yeah that's what really started off for me i introduced some friends to it one of my friends i don't think he really had much of an opinion on it the other one was like this game sucks and i was like no this is really good but he could just he never got into it so but... i
0: still remember the first match i played in king of coliseum 2 it was samoa joe versus jushin thunder liger 'Cause that match had just happened in TNA and I was really mad that Liger didn't beat Joe. <laughs> and also I realized how insane that sentence
1: sounds. It's funny like but, uh, I don't remember my first matches in any games except for Fire Pro G. I always remember it was Hashimoto and Chono.
0: I you know what? That's I think the only like match between the Musketeers I've ever played in a video game, and this is like really weird thinking about it now, is just Mudo versus Chono or Muda versus Chono. Yeah. I don't think I've ever used Hashimoto to beat the fuck out of the other two.
1: One thing I forgot to mention, today, I think, I forgot to mention this, but when I got G, I got a dex drive. So, oh. I could download edits and that shit was crazy.
0: I, so I didn't have like a save device for the PS1. The only, the only save devices I ever fucked with were the um, the action replay disc with like a, you got the shitty little 8 megabyte uh, flash drive that wasn't good for shit. That was a big part of Fire Pro R for me was like just going on Fire Pro Club and like pillaging that website for anybody's save that had, if they had an edit, like one motherfucker out of the 500 that you could have, like I was, I was taking the whole save. I, I shudder to think how much of like Summer 06 just died to me fucking like, oh, I got, I got to find a save with the ROH logo so who, who are you taking from the save i don't fucking want any body in the save i just want the fucking logo <laughs> that was but that was in the days before workshop now i have like fucking two thousand guys in fire pro on pc and they're all phil parents oh yeah conversions of people because i'm super lame and only use like the actual fire pro versions of
1: guys workshop has like completely changed the game obviously and you can also I, like, um, if you use like the mod pack too you can have your own like you can add voices so you don't have to use like the voice the default grunts and stuff in the game
0: i i stopped fucking with the mod stuff a long time ago i think like the last time i used the mods we were still on like the original like ui for the game not like the fire and chains and shit that are currently <laughs> i mean i i don't dislike the current UI for world and obviously the final UI for world
1: mm-hmm. but I kind of dig the old one more I don't know maybe I'm weird I'm trying to remember it and my I cannot remember what it used to look like
0: yeah you're gonna have to go find like old videos of that game yeah speaking of fire Pro and fire Pro world and the road to fire Pro world because we gotta mention it now uh,
1: memories of fire Pro HD uh, um I was really excited about it. I thought, you know, all this shit this sounds super cool and I don't have anything about against Sonny Bourne, like it was a it was a shitty oh, joke. Oh, I but, do. Well I don't because like it was a shitty joke, but whatever. I'm I'm thirty five, almost thirty six, I don't give a shit anymore. I mean at the time I actually shared his email address in the group chat because I was so pissed and that I wasn't <laughs> in on it. But like I mean whatever. But yeah, like the whole idea of it and the fact that some sites picked up on it I was like, "Oh my god, this just adds to the legitimacy of it, right?"
0: I woke up and saw a blurb about it on the fucking Wrestling Observer Daily Update.
1: That might have been me. (laughs)
0: So, So, what do you? For those of you who don't who don't know or remember, Fire Pro HD was a rib played on the community by Sunny Bone and like one of the admins. And it was yeah. initially meant to just be, like, a little ha-ha-ha, April Fool's type thing. And then Sunny Bone decided, no, we've got to go, like, super galaxy brain with the description of all of the features in the game. And it got to the point, like, when I read the initial pitch, I was like, oh, that's all bullshit. That's, none of this is fucking happening.
1: Yeah. I was really, very second. gullible, so.
0: And uh, he also, this is something that's lost to history. There was some bullshit about a Wii collection of all the Super Famicom Fire Pro games. That was in the same
1: blurb on the Observer website. Again, that was probably me. (laughs) You you could just submit stuff to Dave Meltzer, so I'd be like, I was probably super excited and was like, oh shit, I want everyone to know about this. So I probably submitted that.
0: I just remember like one of my friends who never played Fire Pro was like, dude, did you hear about this? And And it's funny because a few years later when the the video of the two uh, K-Dojo students at uh, Chiba Bluefield locking up hit, yeah. that same friend was the one that fucking messaged it to me. <laughs> it's like, dude. And I woke up, and I'm like half awake, and the video loads in like 240p. And I'm like, oh, those graphics look really nice. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, no, 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 watch it in HD. And I'm like, Oh, fuck! <laughs> I don't remember who they are now, but somebody like outed like who the two of them were, yeah, and I was like, oh, that's that's neat. And there was like so much anxiety. I remember going into world's announcement where it was like, what's it gonna be? What system's is it gonna be on? Is it gonna be Japan only? And like the the first trailer dropped, and it, like the fucking community cornette would say, through the fucking babies in the air, everybody was happy. And, uh, and then we found out gradients weren't in the game, and the community tried to burn itself down. That was fun. Oh yeah. Um, I I get it, but also at the same time, like you have everything else you've always wanted, and and there's that one thing that ruins it for you. Okay, sure. Um, the new Japan collaboration was crazy because it's the first time they'd done anything licensed with like a like a men's promotion. There was a what is there three joshi games there's the pc engine cd one uh queen special and uh dream slam
1: yeah yep
0: am i, am I missing one
1: i think that's it i could be missing one as well but I, I that sounds about right to me i have to look at the wikipedia And then
0: obviously obviously we got stardom there was a ddt dlc found like markers for files found in the game and then a patch dropped and those mysteriously vanished. I do uh, good remember riddance, here that. I guess. Yeah, that was on Critical Club. Uh somebody found like markers for like a DDT DLC. I say good riddance, but if it would have gotten me like an official license June Akiyama, that would have been cool. Yeah. Um I I loved Fire Pro World. My biggest issue with it was when it launched on console. The amount of shit you got with that game for the price they were charging was not... You can't charge 50 bucks for what you're getting with that game.
1: No, I like, I honestly barely touched the, the PS4 version since I bought it, really.
0: So, I own... <laughs> I'm going to admit this out loud. Uh-oh. I own the game digitally in English and Japanese. I have the US physical release, day one edition... And then i have three of the premium edition now granted two of those premium editions i bought for other people that said they couldn't like play asia won't take my card can you help me out and then they fucking ghosted me when i was like mm. okay got it in time to pay
1: was one of them so, the, the guy like, that, I... was one of them the guy that kept posting on fire pro club that was like i stepped on my disc can someone send me a copy do you remember that guy
0: oh god i forgot all about him <laughs>
1: he did it all the time he's like i stepped on my disc can someone send me an, an iso of this game
0: right because you would have people that would go on fire pro club all the time like oh man my, my ps2 died and i can't play my copy it was of the, the game same guy does anybody have an iso
1: it was the yeah. same guy every time
0: it was, it was like some fucking bullshit thing, like, can somebody send me the ISO? Yeah. But like, one time it was like, oh, my my system died, and I was just like, rip the fucking game yourself, bro. My
1: like... brother's in the hospital, can you send me the game? <laughs> but he wasn't one of them, right? Was, uh... He didn't ask you to buy a copy.
0: No, he, uh, no, it wasn't him. I do remember Phil Parent's shoutouts to Phil, he's, he's a good friend of mine. Um, telling everybody when the game was like 20 bucks in early access to like gift copies of it to your friends. So the game was more successful. Yeah. I didn't do that. And I just remember telling, I, I worked at a grocery store at the time for like sub minimum wage. And I was like, Phil, I'm not going to bring home $200 this week on this paycheck. I can't afford fuck. I can barely afford the one copy I'm buying for myself.
1: You know, no, I can't, now I'm wondering if I did do that. Maybe I did. <laughs> Maybe I did do that. I don't. So I have a funny story about the night that Fire
0: Pro World uh, launched on early access. I had the money in my bank account because I was going to use PayPal to pay on Steam, right? Yeah. And Steam told me to go fuck myself and wouldn't let me use uh or let me use my uh, bank account on PayPal. So I had I being a resourceful young man, I had twenty dollars uh, still sitting in my account. I actually was like hey, mom, do you want to give me a ride to Walmart real quick? Because I was going to use the fucking ATM. Bank ATM wasn't working that night. Uh, so I end up going into Walmart. I, I, I get a ticket fronted $20 that I have to give back the next morning, which obviously I had no problem doing. I was desperate and I wanted to play Fire Pro. I had three days off. I did not want to wait till the next morning. And I go into Walmart. By the way, this is in the middle of a tornado warning. Nice. Um, I buy the fucking Steam card. And I go home, and, like, the game takes forever to download because it's Steam. Yeah. And for all the nice things I can say about Steam, I can also say it should not take two and a half hours to download a game fucking Fire Pro size when I have, like, super high-speed internet. Um, and the first thing I did was I discovered how to use the workshop, and I downloaded Phil Parent's Fire Pro Z Kobashi and Masawa because I think those were the only versions that he had up of those guys. And I, I played that one match, like, all night. Nice.
1: I don't, I don't Kobashi remember... you
0: went over in every one of those matches. I don't like, remember what I first did,
1: but I, I definitely, like, jumped on it, you know, the second it was available. I know that. But you realize you've skipped a game, right? Like, you went from Fire Pro HD to World, but you're forgetting something in between.
0: Fire Pro and Mobage?
1: No, not quite.
0: Um...
1: Fire Pro Wrestling for the Xbox 360
0: Oh yeah no Fire Pro HD that was a hoax remember
1: No no dude We're talking about Fire Pro I'm
0: not going to acknowledge that game (laughs) No matter how hard you try
1: I actually spent a a good amount of time In that game Um, It was sad the amount of time I spent on it I would say I wanted to find something that I would like I played it online, and the, you know, at least playing with other people was like somewhat fun. But yeah, that that had no right being called Fire Pro.
0: I I'd still like to um I'd still like to see the Fire Pro in Mobage, which was a mobile phone game, because there's so many people in that game that you're never gonna get a Fire like a, a proper Fire Pro version of ever again, like. Uh, fucking heavyweight champion, era Ozaki, Swama. Uh, Kenny Omega makes his Fire Pro debut in that game. Shuji Ishikawa is in that game. Kota Ibushi is in that game. Uh, Fucking like peak Togi Makabe is in that game. And I say peak because like he would have been statted much higher. And what did the game come out in 2012 than yeah, he so fucking was in 2018?
1: IWGP and, champion. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that title win at Wrestling Dentaku 2010 was, was wonderful. Shoutouts to Makabe, should have won the belt sooner. And also, honestly, Goto in that game is probably statted higher than he would have been in uh, Fire Pro World as well, because in 2012, they hadn't completely fucking buried Hiroki Goto to the point that nobody wanted to see him ever again.
1: That poor guy. Every time I see him on like a show, I'm like, oh yeah, remember when it seemed like he was going to be a big thing and like it never really happened?
0: So Remember when people tried to pretend like he was never over even though you can go load up the title match with him and Tanahashi from 2007 where the crowd's going nuts for oh, everything yeah, he was, does. he
1: definitely was, of course. Remember when he fucking worked
0: Muda at the Tokyo Dome two months later and everybody's like, oh no, they're putting him with Muda. They, they clearly, uh, there's clearly some big plans for him and then uh, he wins the fucking G1. Yeah. And then he wins like 200 New Japan Cups. And then he wins the Intercontinental title, but never yeah. the heavyweight title.
1: Well, he's Fuck not on. Ghetto. He's not on the level of uh, Taro Yatsuda, former IWGP Heavyweight Champion.
0: Well, Yasuda was late, as, as we all know, as Don Fry will famously remind us. I um, I don't really have a problem with Yasuda being part of the IWGP title anymore. I do I don't have a problem with Jay White being part. Of... No, listen, listen. Yasuda is incredibly funny. He owed like he was. He was like a gambling addict that shit's hilarious he's like he's the Japanese wrestling version of Charles Barkley oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's wrong Chuck probably doesn't have any gambling he, Michael Jordan he well Yasuda is Japanese wrestling's Michael Jordan but that I the, cool. the
1: first time I saw him was like this fat open match orange trunks dude with a funny mustache and I was like this guy's shit he's, he's never gonna become anything and then he wins like what one shoot fight, and all of a sudden he's the IWGP champion. What
0: yeah, it ruled. Fuck? No, it didn't. He beats Nagata in that tournament final, by the way. Oh. And then, um, and then like a month later, loses the belt to Nagata, and then Nagata goes on his like
1: year-long title reign that was absolutely tremendous. Do you remember the whole mess with like, what was it? Was it Fujita beating Kensuke Sasaki in, like, four minutes or something like that? Okay, so I had never seen this match.
0: I had only heard about it. And for a while, New Japan's video company was releasing these Blu-ray sets called IWGP Complete Box. Mm -hmm. Don't let the name fool you. There's tons of clip matches and matches that are just missing if they involve Brock Lesnar or Naoya Ogawa. But on this set, in widescreen HD, because TV Asahi has fucking, like, actual widescreen, high-def, native recordings of a lot of New Japan stuff from, like, 03, 04, 05 that we're never going to get outside of these sets, I got to watch this match. Fujita beats the fuck out of Kensuke and then puts him in a rear-naked choke and just lays down on the mat. Kensuke gets choked unconscious. They count three Kensuke gets woken up, handed the belt, and Fujita just sells like, I don't give
1: a fuck. Just leaves the ring. I don't think was I'm, I'm the biggest Kazuyuki Fujita fan, huh? I don't think he was selling. I just don't think he, he, he didn't give a fuck. Fujita never gives a fuck.
0: No, and that's part of what I love about him, but also, like, I'm the biggest Kazuyuki Fujita fan anybody's ever met in their life. I've been a fan of that guy since, like, I first saw him. But if if I were in a position of power at that point, when he came back in 05, I wouldn't have given him the fucking belt again. No. Maybe, maybe I would have let him get to the G1 final. Cause that's all in service to Chono winning his final G1. Like not his final, the, the last G1 that he wins, but like having him beat Tenzon for the belt. And then you do the little fuckhead three-way with Brock. No.
1: Yeah. No, that was a, an interesting era of new japan i know um a lot of people i love it wanted to go back to fire pro for a second um suda 51 ends up joining the team right and i think the first game he he worked on was it super fire pro wrestling two it's either two or three i know
0: i know i know where we're going with this It's, it's super fire pro special
1: yeah, so, well, I wasn't actually going to talk about the storyline, because I know that's the thing he's, like, most famous for.
0: So what happens is your wrestler picks, somehow during the story, you either get Undertaker, Rick Root, or Sting as your mentor. Okay. And then Ric Flair kills that motherfucker in the ring, and then you fight Ric Flair to the death. And after you beat Ric Flair, your character, having lost his girlfriend or whatever, which is Akira Maeda's sister, by the way, uh, kills himself. Now, take everything that I just said into totality. Take it all into consideration. Just let it marinate for a second. All I'm saying is if that game dropped when nobody was buying the WWF games over here, that's Pepsi. I swear to God that I'm drinking. If that game would have dropped here in 1994, it would have changed everything. Imagine imagine if somebody brought the plot of that game to Vince McMahon in 1994 or 1998. Jesus Christ.
1: I was just thinking, I mean we talked about this um last week in the in the 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 unreleased episode or the, the lost episode, the lost levels. Um Jesse Ventura's wrestling superstars which was supposed to be basically a port of Thunder was it Thunder Fire Thunder Pro Wrestling Ratsudan, Which was yep. A game released on the, the Mega Drive, which was essentially Fire Pro. I mean, it didn't have the Fire Pro name, but it was essentially Fire Pro for the Mega Drive. Uh... Yeah, it's
0: basically just, like, the Turbo Graphics Fire Pro games in terms of, like, graphics and
1: sound. Now, you've you played the ROM, right?
0: Yeah, it's, if you've played, like, even Super Fire Pro, basically, the gameplay's the exact same.
1: Did it have, like, the the... the... I don't know if it was finished or not, but did it have, um, like, Mark Hulk Hogan and, and other people like that?
0: I want to say there's a fake Hogan in that game. I'm almost certain there's a fake Vader, because that's who I played as.
1: Because if people don't know that story, the story was that Jesse Ventura signed a deal with DreamWorks. Um, not that famous DreamWorks, but another DreamWorks, to release the game in the U.S., and that's what... Um, started as falling out with WWF. Vince McMahon said, if you're going to do this, you're not going to be employed by us anymore. And Jesse basically said, fuck you. And went on to promote it at conventions. Yet the game was never released. And I haven't found any reason as to why it wasn't released. And I'm wondering if it's because the finished version would have had, you know, fake Hulk Hogan without colors edited. So maybe WWF got word of that and put a kibosh on it.
0: It could also be um, the title was Wrestling Superstars. I'm yes. sure, I'm sure whoever held the would would the WWF have held that um, that trademark since that was the name of their toy line with or would Acclaim have had that since it was LJN and they owned LJN?
1: It might be um, Acclaim because didn't WWE edit out Wrestling Superstars on their banners on like 24 seven when that was a thing.
0: Yeah, Superstars of Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Because some dude,
0: when they let that trademark lapse, some dude bought it in like 1991. It's why the show changes to uh, just being superstars either in like late 91 or early 92.
1: Okay, so yeah, that could have been a factor as well, calling it Wrestling Superstars. But for whatever reason, I guess we'll never really know, but that game was not released. Um, But I guess it was basically finished on that ROM there.
0: You can find the ROM rather easily. Yeah, I've, I've
1: tried to play it. Whatever reason, it crashes on me every time I try. What uh, Genesis emulator are you using? Uh, I don't even know. I was running it through uh, RetroArch, but maybe I should just try another one. Have you? Did you ever spend much time with uh, Fire Pro Wrestling X Premium?
0: X Premium, yeah. Actually, I was going to mention this when you were talking about the, um, the Fire Pro animations and stuff. That was a huge deal on the internet and like, the late 90s and early 2000s yes yep like people just going in and creating like they would create a wrestler and like just rip an entire freaking sprite sheet and you would see people doing like these picture perfect like rob van Dam five-star frog splashes and you'd be like how the fuck did like what game is that and they're like oh no it's an animation i put together
1: yeah and they would do like crazy using shit, uh, like, sprites balcony dives through tables multiple tables and stuff like that it was sort of like yeah like a Fire Pro um, Endorphin Championship Wrestling. Sort of that sort of idea where people do some wacky shit with it.
0: That's a very good way to put it, yeah. Yeah. I um. I remember a friend of mine over the course of like two weeks actually made me a pretty damn good uh, gif of Rhino hitting Rob Van Dam with a gore. I wish I still had it. That was... uh. That was fucking two decades and several computers ago.
1: That's that's some of the stuff that I discovered, too. Like, again, on those library computers, would be seeing animations and, and stuff like that, um, which was like, holy shit, I need to play this stuff. Where can I get it?
0: I was really disappointed when I played, like, X Premium and realized, like, a lot of the stuff that I thought was really cool oh, that man. I saw people make animations of. Like, none of that shit's in the game. you you know what But then also it's like it's a game from 96 why the fuck would there be tables
1: yeah exactly one of the things that actually blew my mind about um fire pro g when i first got that was going through like all the the grunts and stuff on the game the sound files and you would just hear like straight up ac fucking w and i was like what the hell they actually say acw in the game that was crazy there's like not only only did they say acw but i'm playing a wrestling game where they swear freely That's new.
0: Yeah, and Fire Pro World has, like, uh, Tama Tonga yelling, or Tonga Loa actually, yelling, eat shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which I
0: thought was interesting, because that game's got a fucking T rating.
1: Yeah, and, like, G was, like, they had, like, just not not swearing, but, like, taunts, like, um, Viva Mexico, and come on, baby. And it was, like, you didn't get stuff like that in wrestling games back then. Like, you had some, like, grunts and stuff and, like, attitude and stuff, but, like, having wrestlers actually say things... Was sort of new for the most part. So then going from uh, G. So I think for a lot of people that started with six man scramble or earlier, to go from six man scramble to G wasn't like a, the the a huge leap. Um, graphically, yeah, graphically there's not that big of a difference. But for me, when I started with G, um, when Fire Pro D came out on the Dreamcast, that was quite a a big difference on my end um the sprites were a lot cleaner the graphics looked a lot um, smoother obviously being on the dreamcast um do you have any memories of playing d yeah so i
0: got fire pro d actually i think after i got fire pro r d was like d was the holy grail of wrestling games to me because when i was a kid i would go on like vg museum and like other websites and i would see the edit packs people were making Mm mm-hmm and so I thought, like, oh, fuck, this game has Vampiro. i never thinking, like, not nah, it's somebody's, it's somebody's edit. But I, I wanted to play that game for so long, and then obviously getting into, like, the Game Boy Advance game and being like, well, the Dreamcast one's even better because it's better graphics and more wrestlers in the ring at once because that was the first game that had eight uh, wrestlers on screen for the Fire Pro series. Yeah. And, uh... I No, you know what? Actually, I got D in the mail like two weeks before I got R, but I bought D after I bought R. It's just stupid how this stuff works out sometimes. Uh, Playing D for the first time, I did the little like main menu cheat code to unlock everything. Yeah. So like the first thing me and my friend Aaron, who I haven't seen in a long time, did uh, was we played like an 8 Andre the Giant Battle Royal. All the same costume. Because we were fourteen and chaotic, um, but playing that game, especially after years of like, I had the the hard copies of the GBA games, and I'd played the Super Famicom games on like SNES, 9X, or whatever the fuck emulator I was using. Playing D for the first time, and also after seeing all of the edit packs and like all of the like fan lore built up around how great D was, I wasn't disappointed. Like I played that game and was like. Yeah, you know what? If I didn't get KOC2 three weeks ago, this would be the best wrestling game I've ever played.
1: So, the first time I played D was... I've never actually bought a copy of it, and I've always thought about like going back and getting one. Um, I had like two burnt copies from two different people within like days. Maybe even before it was officially released, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I spent so much time with that game. Um, and it was also the first game that had like the new style Bob Wire matches um g had like the bob wire electrified cage which i still miss to be honest um but d had those those bob wire matches and you know this it still had wwf and wcw at that time and you could download you remember they had the move packs you could download um, uh shining wizard and stuff like that
0: yeah that shit was so cool to me like they just dropped free animations of like people's moves what a concept yeah just give people moves for free through the internet,
1: yeah. So D was a, a big deal. I remember it being a big deal on the internet. Um, I used to always, listen, oh yeah, I was used to listen to um, Wrestling Observer Live, and people would actually like send in emails every week, like talking about how great it was to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, and they were like, "Damn, we might have to buy this game," and I don't think they ever did. But I remember one email that I sent in that Dave uh, read on the air, and it's, it was kind of a dumb email. You know, I was being a, just being a dumb kid. Where I talked about like how it was super realistic, and I was playing as Ric Flair. I, I was Ric Flair was on a bot royal and he was eliminating everyone. And Dave was like, "Well, that wouldn't happen." <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> and I, "I I ended the email with like it completes everything," and I don't even know what I meant by that. And Dave was just like, "Yeah, okay." Uh, <laughs> but they used to get like <laughs> emails about it all the time. Yeah, that was
0: I again. I had just got on the internet like the end of two thousand, but you couldn't look even if you were me and you were just looking at like the WWF game, like discussions, especially once like no mercy has been out for a little bit. Smackdown two has been out for a little bit. It's like March of one and the fire pro game launches in Japan on the Game Boy Advance. I think D comes out around the same time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, it was, it was impossible to escape people talking about fire pro D, even if it was just like, Hey, does anybody have a no mercy create a wrestler formula for Rhino? Cause that's where I was in my life at the age of 10. Yeah. Like, you would just have it would be like there's one post on the No Mercy board from like that day, and then there's like five for Fire Pro, on a No Mercy board. It, it was it was insane. Like maybe it was a concerted effort by the community to just annoy everybody into buying the game. I mean, it eventually worked on me. So you know, shoutouts. But um, that, yeah no, I I would believe the thing about Observer Radio. I remember when they uh. They had Brian Williams and somebody else from THQ on to talk about, like, WWE 13 or whatever the fuck it was. They they talked about in the interview, like, oh, we play Fire Pro. We're we're big Fire Pro fans. Same interview where they shit on No Mercy. Hmm. That's at least my memory of it. And it's like, you, you go on to, like... A discussion thread about it and it's all these people who are like diehard import gamers who are like oh if they love fire pro so much why the fuck don't we have all of this stuff and you have like the wwe fans who are just like i hope kelly kelly's got an updated entrance this year and there's like oh. seven posts under with like where's the fucking cpu logic at brian <laughs> why can't we fully edit attires yet brian
1: right um i was just looking it up and you, you did mention um D was released March 1st, 2001. The Japanese release of Fire Pro Wrestling on the Game Boy was March 21st, so that was a hell of a month.
0: So the first Fire... The Fire Pro on Game Boy Advance comes out, I think, the day of the first Zero One show?
1: I'm not looking up Zero One.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's fine, motherfucker. I am. (laughs) Where's Zero One... I have that show. I want to say that... I want to say that's that I'm I I might be right on that, but I also might be wrong. That about right. Oh no, three two o one. Oh okay. Three two o one's the first zero one shot.
1: Well, that's like Sorry. three two. That would be like the day after Fire Pro comes the out. The day after D. Yeah.
0: So fucking D launches. Aren't the zero one guys still on the New Japan roster in that game?
1: I believe they are. Yeah.
0: So this whole ass new promotion launches the day after Fire Pro D comes out, and fucking there's. You gotta you gotta move a whole bunch of people around on that one. Hell of a main event on this show though. Misawa and Akiyama against Hashimoto and Nagata. That's a great We're, match. Was, what was Zero One in
1: D? Now I'm looking it up. Or maybe they just had like a, a ripoff logo in the game. Because I know Zero One starts as like an
0: invasion angle. Yeah. And then it wraps around to like, oh nope, it's its own company.
1: Let me see move lift move list and guide by ace master
0: shout outs to ace master wherever they're at
1: um in time. the first time i do remember the first time i saw d it was in the the hashtag fire pro on uh, IRC and which i think was actually just a straight up link to ace master say they'd be like oh shit look there's a new fire pro and everyone was going crazy about it rings there's no one Ring, wandering obviously cuz it hadn't actually started at that point Give me a list of promotions.
0: Probably not a good time to mention. I just passed a bunch of Volcon videos on YouTube then.
1: Ooh. They don't have a list of promotions. They have a list of rings. So, um, but I'm guessing that Zero One was actually not in the game at that point. I would be my guide. best guess. Well, let's check. The Shinya Hashimoto guide. should mention what promotion he's in, you would think. I, I think they help. did... I think they did have, a, like, a, a swirl logo, though, and, like, as a, a default logo to choose from. Shinya Hashimoto, John, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Yada yada yada. It doesn't mention the promotion he was in.
0: Okay, hold on. This is riveting audio, I'm sure, for everybody. Oh, listening. I can delete this. I don't... There's a... I'm... No, 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 we're leaving this in, because <laughs> I'm about to find the answer. Okay. <laughs> so, on Critical Club, there used to be a list of like all of the fake names in the fire pro games and i'm going to be heartbroken if that fucking threat is gone now oh nope found it let's go freelance all right, fire pro wrestling d
1: it says hashimoto's freelance
0: yeah big hosh is not in the new japan uh, roster
1: yeah so they didn't have zero one they just put them just put them in freelance
0: wait hold on time out time out Hashimoto was the fourth guy listed in freelance.
1: So who was above him? The three above him,
0: uh, the Great Kabuki, huh? Takahiro Murahama, and Super Delphin.
1: What? That's that's a strange order. I mean, yeah? Why would Also shout
0: outs to Rob Van Dam's Fire Pro D name which was log random, <laughs> which is probably spelled like log random. Something like that. I don't know. I don't have the... It's, I don't have the Hiragana. That sounds about right. For it.
1: Did you ever play Iron Slam 96, by the way? Yeah, I I, did. I had a
0: fucking video on YouTube a long time ago of me just commentating over, like, some AI matches and me just being like, yeah, you yeah, people, know, people shit on this game and I don't really think it's that bad. And then Hanson proceeds to do an elbow drop like 47 fucking times. So, and I just by the end of the video, I was like, well... I I think it's a perfectly fine game. Like, if you take what Fire Pro was, gameplay-wise and aesthetically, and make it a 3D game in the year 1996, that's... that's what
1: it is. So, I I was talking about this on on Twitter yesterday with C Drive. Um, I'm a bit confused about the timeline, because... For those who don't know, um, Shuji Yoshida was the, or is currently the CEO of Sin Sophia, which used to be um, Aki, which before that was the Man Breeze. And they were the developers of um, WCW versus The World and of course all the Aki games. Um, but before he left to form Aki, he worked at Human. And from what I could find, he, him and his team, which according to one source I found was called Muscle um they worked on Anslam slam 96 but then i found an interview with suda 51 where he talks about yoshida and sort of implies that he left the company before that game was released so i'm wondering did his team work on Anslam 96 and then left before the release maybe that seems to line up with what
0: i remember the narrative being because was they they were unhappy with the game that they made and Basically, left to make the game that they wanted to make.
1: I think you can see the influence for WCW versus the world and Anthem Psalm ninety six.
0: Yeah, there's just. I think the influence of like ToCon on um on uh versus the world's a lot more prevalent.
2: Yeah,
1: though,
0: kind of a no weird way.
1: I think maybe it's just maybe it's just me looking at the graphical style because you've got like the. Tokon's like it, it's 3D, but it's it's quite different than versus the world and and Anslam '96. Now, would say those two games are closer graphically. Um, yeah. Yeah. I looking. I was looking at a video of Anslam '96 last night, and then I read a guide, and one of the things that it said in the guide was like, it was criticized at the time for its jerky animations and slow gameplay. Um, maybe I need to go back and look at WCW versus the world but it doesn't really seem that much slower than that game some in some videos it seemed kind of faster and the animations didn't really look that bad to me like hogan's got his own signature punch which versus the world i don't remember him having um there were some dives springboard dives on the outside that looked pretty good for the time at least
0: yeah i remember all of the animations looking perfectly fine yeah. in iron slam 96 um i
1: didn't get iron i just slam. had that
0: one moment i simmed a hansen match and you decided to do 435 <laughs> elbow drops
1: yeah i didn't get iron slam 96 like a physical copy and play it until years later so I mean, obviously it was even hard to judge at that time you know fairly yet anyway um but i certainly can understand the problems people had of it like being a slower game being 3d the being there only being a handful of characters in a fire pro game um and, and limited as to what you can do really with gameplay-wise. So I can understand, like, obviously where the, the problems came from. Um, but I'm also wondering, like, what the issue was with the team and why they basically quit. Because, um, like, what limitations Human put on them? Like, did they say, like, no, this is Fire Pro, there's got to be an automatic grapple? Because when you look at WCW versus the world, obviously you initiate the grapple by pressing the um, circle button. So was that something maybe they wanted to implement right. and like human was like, no, it's gotta be this way.
0: Maybe they didn't want to do something that was like a one-to-one, of FirePro, pro. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they carried a lot of the FirePro pro design philosophy over like creating an engine that like can respectfully do every style of wrestling. And that's one of the things I love about the Aki engine is like, they were able to like laser focus in on like WCW and the WWF and discrediting like world tour because that's not like a real that's not a that's vpw it's not a wcw game yeah revenge feels exactly like wcw in 98 and the two wwf games feel exactly like the wwf in 99 and 2000
1: yeah and as fun as um world tour was back in the day yeah like i've mentioned this to you before but like being a kid and playing that game but not really having a huge grasp of japanese wrestling the rings were very japanese i mean the wcw ring is blue with a with a white border it was a new japan ring but like i didn't really know that at the time i just knew that what i was playing didn't look like wcw so when revenge came out and you've got all the arenas and stuff i was like no holy shit this is actually a wcw game um right which felt like a huge deal at the time i really wish we could have gotten
0: like an American wrestling game in, like, the mid-90s or, like, even the early 2000s with the Fire Pro engine. Just for shits and gigs, imagine if, uh, if Paul Heyman made the deal to get, like, Fire Pro ECW.
1: <laughs> yeah. That would be interesting.
0: Spike wouldn't have made a goddamn dime
1: Oh no! off
0: of it. And it probably would have went a long way towards bankrupting them the same way did a claim. Yeah. But we would have had Fire Pro ECW.
1: Yeah, that would have been crazy. I mean, even if we had, like, Jesse Ventura's Wrestling Superstars, if that was a success, then, you know, maybe that game could have had sequels. And Super Fire Pro Wrestling X Premium in the US would have been pretty crazy. Yeah. I have DM'd with Matsumoto,
0: the director of fire pro world not like we're friends or anything like that but i i will occasionally ask a question and i will occasionally also get an answer i think if he gets to make another game which the fact that he still has a job at spike Chunsoft would imply the fire pro world was on some level successful
2: yeah
0: he's he's hinted at wanting to do a wrestling game that has 3d sprites so maybe the next game will be a 2.5D Fire Pro, which I think, and I know there's going to be a lot of people that are Fire Pro diehards that are going to get mad at me for this. They should have done that with Fire Pro World. I yeah. understand you don't get to use like the assets from fucking D and Z and R, and it's a little bit harder to do legally ambiguous faces for people when it's 3D, but... Even if you had, like, cartoony character models like the AEW game, because nobody fucking expects realistic shit from Fire Pro. And anybody who does is a dummy, because Fire has never looked realistic. It's always been, like, cartoony. I think if they went with the 3D models, a lot of the reception of that game from the, like, brain-rotted dipshits that were like, well, I'm just going to buy 2K19, it would have been a lot less. And also, it would have been easier to sell the game at $50, because... A sprite-based wrestling game that has 39 wrestlers from a company that only a small hardcore minority of wrestling fans have heard of. That's insane! Like charging 50 bucks for that. If it was like 2.5D and the graphics looked nice, you might have had a few people jump on. Yeah. And that's kind of like my biggest thing with World was like the content for what you were paying. Like I didn't, I didn't get shit out of that fighting road that they did i thought it was terrible yeah, even if they would have included fire promoter fire promoter as we got it was horrible they literally could have lifted management of the ring and it would have been significantly better than what we got
1: but they didn't i mean yeah which management of ring that was that was on uh, re- returns right as well uh that was just like matchmaker mode the okay. one I'm, the specific mode i'm talking about
0: is the game boy advance yeah uh, final fire pro mode yeah
1: i couldn't remember what it was called exactly on returns but i mean even that had like cool ideas like if you were to put like um like the bwo together and stuff like it would be referenced in the game itself like was it i see i'm saying bwo but i mean kainti dx um if you put them together and like a card it would be referenced be like hey this stable's getting back together that was really cool stuff that they they did that
0: you couldn't use edits in the one in Returns though, right?
1: No, you couldn't. That's right.
0: That's I remember that being like a big thing people hated about the one in Returns. The one in Final Fire Pro, to me, is still to this day the best GM mode type thing we are ever going to get in a wrestling game. Yeah. It does the interpromotional stuff really well, like where you can set up a card against a promotion or like borrow talent or lend your talent out. The negotiation process to sign people in that game is very quick, it is painless, it is fun. Um, it is not the kick in the balls that Fire Pro Worlds GM mode or uh, Fire Promoter is. Mm-hmm. It is not the... Have you have, have you messed around with 2K22's GM mode? I'm sorry to keep shitting on 2K22, but they just made it incredibly easy for me.
1: I did, I mean, there's, I didn't think there was much to
0: it at all, really. I've, I've heard they've patched like mid-card titles and tag titles in, which, gee, you would have fucking thought they would have had that from the beginning. Yep. But like, you have to book every card the same in that GM mode. Mm-hmm. Four-star mm-hmm. match in the opener, four-star match in the main event. Don't book anything you give a shit about in the middle of the card or else you'll get penalized for yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it tells you that, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: it, it literally spells it out. Like, start the show off hot, send them home happy. That's WWE in a nutshell. <laughs> Fire promoter didn't really have like fire Porter didn't even have the management of the ring thing where it's like, or maybe it did. I just never got it to come up. where like, Oh, this wrestler is hot. Book them in the main event. You would have shit like that. Like almost every month in management of the ring where it's like, these two wrestlers have an issue, book them towards the top of the card and you would get a bonus for it. Yeah. Or like fucking Hicks and Gracie wants to come in and get victimized by crow cop. Yeah, sure. Let, let Hicks and Gracie come in and get knocked out by crow cop who. I had as like my top star in WCW because why wouldn't I? And with fire promoter, you get like your promotions, just a shithead promotion. You'll run out of money, like super quickly. You can only try to sign one person per month. So if you don't get somebody congrats, you've got to present a show with fucking six wrestlers. I hate that shit. The whole point of a management mode is to step in to like a promotion and run that motherfucker. I don't necessarily need to, play as wwe or like a global promotion i'm fine stepping into like the top japanese promotion or like even like a mid-sized american promotion and fucking playing from there fire promoter doesn't give you that option you are just a shithead promotion and it does not matter and i hate it it was so undercooked and they charge people money for it and i have no idea why
1: yeah that just should have been free dlc fire promoter and like the the story modes well quite disappointing especially suda's return um horrible yeah i didn't like the story at all really one game that we haven't talked a lot about would be fire pro wrestling uh, z and that was a game that I actually thought had a pretty cool story mode because you could um play the right. careers of like keji i think chono was another one
0: isn't it um Mudo, Hashimoto, Chono, and Misawa? That
1: sounds about right, yeah, yeah.
0: And then fucking Jason Blackheart found that there were in the in the game files still like complete roads for Sakuraba and Onita. Was that where like
1: what one What where did Sakuraba Jr. come from? We'll have that talk uh off off screen. Oh, okay. Uh okay. but uh <laughs>
0: I, I love that one because Sakuraba is the one that's like, he's not a legend yet. He's like, he kind of is, but he's he's still like active or whatever. And uh, so they just fucking fantasy book this whole thing where he has a son and him and his son fight Hicks and Gracie and Hicks and Gracie Jr. in a tag match at the end. And depending on like, like the finishes of the matches and the choices you make, Sakuraba does a Tiger Mask gimmick either in like New Japan or Noah. It it's just insane shit. I love it.
1: Yeah. Why like, did that have to get cut? I don't know, but I love that. Uh, that that stuff in Z, like playing as Muto and like eventually goes to the U.S. and like you play as Moudai and you wrestle Flair and stuff like that. And that shit was that's better than I thought. That was like more fun than you know WWE does these showcase modes where you play the career of people. And I thought just the way that it was done in our pro Z was a, a lot more interesting and more. Accurate, too.
0: Yeah, I I find the showcase stuff gets too deep into, like, recreate the match as it oh. happened. And, like... Like, those mid-match cutscenes, like, that's a cool idea. And, like, the Austin mode kind of got me a couple of times, the first time I played it. Like, yeah. oh, this is so cool. So- dog, I just want to play through that shit to get the stuff so I can use it in exhibition mode at this point. With Fire Pro Z, I played through the... um the Misawa path one time and uh like I had so much fun because it's not like wear down Chavo Guerrero senior and then beat him with a fucking backslide like fuck you I'm gonna beat him with whatever I want to beat him with
1: and the the AI in the WWE game especially 2k22 it will like you'll do something and then it'll be like okay now do a um weak grapple or whatever like a weak strike but it'll automatically like up the ai so if the next move you try to do is a weak strike it'll reverse it and it'll do that a few times before it actually lets you do it because it sort of it basically knows it's the next thing that you're supposed to do on your list so it's like well we're just going to make things a little bit harder for you but it's not making it any more fun
0: did you play through the showcase in 2k22 yeah
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan of Bradshaw as a
0: wrestler. I said a lot of things about Bradshaw that I did not mean when I was playing that match with him and Ray at Judgment Day 06.
1: (laughs) I think for me, it was was the Kane match that drove me crazy.
0: You know what? I didn't even get far enough to play the Kane match. He doesn't even have slow chemical, right? He'd already changed the theme by that point. Yeah, I don't have any desire to unlock that version of Glenn Jacobs then.
1: Um, you know I was supposed to have like on it right
0: yeah yeah somebody fucking found like the text for like the goals and shit for that match not even just the menu image we've all seen
1: yeah crazy
0: that's uh that's a big like what could have been like imagine imagine a WWE game where you can play as Jushin Thunder Liger and it's you know it's an entertaining game for like 14 minutes
2: Mhm <laughs>
0: Enough time to get like what two matches, and I, c- I could have played Liger versus Brett and Liger versus, um, I could have played Liger versus Brett a second time.
1: Yeah, there you go. I wonder if they ever thought about having like psych horses and hoover to it in that game as well. It's so weird because apparently 2K, and we're off on a non fire pro and I just realized That's
0: okay. 2K apparently aren't allowed to independently sign people like they used to because they're on the same kind of deal that Mattel is. Really? so like i guess they can only um like whoever's currently under a legends deal is who they've got which is probably why we got matt born doink yeah as a dlc this go around so whoever they've got is who they can use which means like no kurt angle because he didn't have a legends deal until just recently and uh can somebody explain to me why the fuck there was no uh Randy Orton Rey Mysterio match from 06.
1: Especially when like in my faction now they've got those models in there. Do they really have a two thousands
0: Randy Orton in my faction?
1: They well it's not it's got like it, I mean it's got like his current face, but they've got like a younger Randy Orton with less tattoos and they've got like a debut Rey Mysterio with the red attire now. Um and I think like I think maybe like a two thousand six Ray. Oh my god,
0: it really is just like bald 2005 range. what the fuck? Yep. Wait a minute, they've got Randy Orton in like his O2 gear apparently, and he's
1: bald. I think someone made that, like they've uploaded the the models on uh, Community Creations. I don't think that I'm. maybe I'm wrong.
0: I'm looking at a Smack Talks
1: video right now. Okay, it might be, I don't know. They've He's got, still doing the Legend Killer pose, too. They've got so Why? much shit hidden in that mode. It's ridiculous. So I think we've gone through most of the interesting stuff for Fire Pro. What are we missing? I don't know. <laughs> I
0: think we've... Well, Hal Wrestling for the Game Boy.
1: Right. Which was... That did get a U.S. release.
0: Released as... uh, Yeah, it's that's what it's called in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Hal yeah, Wrestling. Yeah. In Japan, yeah. it's just uh... it's just pro wrestling... And uh, I've said this, it is a better wrestling game than any console wrestling game we get in the U.S. until fucking like Natsume Championship Wrestling in
2: 1994.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, such a, it's such a fun game. You have like a Road Warrior ripoff. You got Hanson, you got Vader, you got Liger, you got Choshu, Maeda. I think there's a Fujinami and a Nanoki in there too. But I've I've played that game so much. it's, it's a tremendous game and uh, it's also one of the very few video game appearances of like the original costume for Vader, well, not the original costume, but like new Japan Vader with like the full head mask.
1: the lightning yeah.
0: Yeah, that's shout out to Mattel for finally making that in figure yes, form. I love that. That's thing. right next to me. It's one of the best it's figures. on my Japanese figure shelf in my living room.
1: Funny enough, I've never played Hall Wrestling, but now I'll have to check it out. I do remember when I was a kid, there was a store in the mall that had—I um, I believe it was Hall Wrestling—and was it Superstars Two for the Game Boy on a shelf behind the counter? Two games that I never played, so I'll have to check out Hall Wrestling.
0: You don't want to check out Superstars Two? No,
1: if, Superstars if One that's was the all right. one you're thinking of. Yeah, that game's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's like Russell I, on the so, Game Boy.
0: I got that game in late 2000, brand new. And uh, so my, I guess when Acclaim lost the license, they just re-released a bunch of games, or they released whatever dead stock they had. Because yeah. I have, I have Superstars, and I had to actually peel the little circular WWF hologram sticker off of it. Yeah, because it drove me nuts that like the Attitude Era logo was on that box because it's a game from like 1991. <laughs> But I, I got that game, and when I had my appendix out, I was playing a whole lot of that in Pokemon Silver in the hospital until they, uh, until they told me to go home. <laughs> it's it's a great little game, and also for like 1991 era WWF. If you if you told most people to pick five wrestlers, those are probably the five wrestlers they're gonna pick: Warrior, Hogan, Savage, DiBiase, and Perfect.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I remember playing well, you it. Can get... But I don't know where because I, I we didn't have that game for the Game Boy, so I don't know where I played it at.
0: Well, if you wanted to uh, correct the issue of having never played Superstars 2, currently on eBay there are a couple complete-in-box copies, one of which is ninety nine ninety nine.
1: No, I'm not paying that for it. I'm too cheap. I don't
0: think I'd like it anyway. It's got a steel cage match.
1: No. It's got the Mountie. Well, now you're talking. Once you add Chuck Rougeau to a game, I'm there. It's got Sid.
0: It's got Sid Justice too, which is probably actually the the biggest draw of it is just hearing the 8-bit version of the Sid theme. Well, I could hear the 16-bit. Why was that such a big that? deal? Why was why, why were those theme songs such a big deal? Like <laughs> we're gonna waste all this card space on this audio that like you're only gonna discover if you sit on the fucking select screen for five seconds. That's true, but like as a kid, that was the
1: coolest shit, right? Like.
0: I used to blare the Crush theme to annoy the shit out of my cousins. I used to like,
1: yeah, when I would play like Royal Rumble and Raw, I like, got I'd, I'd constantly just played the themes.
0: I I literally, when I was super little, like four years old, I would just play the Crush theme and stand up on the couch and do like the little Crush hand motion.
1: Da na na na.
0: He wasn't on TV anymore at this point. <laughs> he was fucking long gone. And I'm just like, yeah, Crush.
2: <laughs>
1: God. He's one of my favorite
0: wrestlers of all time. I don't care who knows it.
1: His promos when he joined the NWO, I mean, his promos... Actually, no, what am I talking about? His promos in the, the... Nation of Domination are absolutely horrible. Like, Oh, he his, was not a good talker. His idea of like insulting someone would be like calling someone a wussy. Or you know? a pencil neck geek. Yeah, yeah. Great song, by the way. He fucking... He
0: fucking ruled. I don't care. He had a good match with Bret Hart one time.
1: Um, He was... So like, did
0: Henry Godwin. But, when, you know... When we went to,
1: we They would have house shows here on 95 and 96. It was always crushing the main event.
0: Yeah, because they knew who was going to draw the fucking house, pal.
1: Well, he didn't draw much of one, I'll tell you that. But it was like... Well, nobody did in 95. <laughs> no, it was like crushing Lex Luger and... Who else did... It was like... It was Crush and... Was it Crush in Yokozuna against Lex Luger and Shawn Michaels was another one? Which I believe was Lucas. I mean, that match, match sounded
0: really good until you got to Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah. I think that was Luger's last match in WWF, actually. But... Well, what a way to go out. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a subject I, uh, for another day. <laughs> yeah,
0: we're, we're going to do a whole podcast dedicated to Crush and his appearances in... And... What is he in? He's in two WWF games, right? He's in no three. He's in both versions of Royal Rumble. He's in Rage in the Cage, and he's a Game Gear exclusive for WWF Raw.
1: Oh, don't remind me of that because I have that and it's shit and I don't like it. Um, I I have that. I I had my mom buy me a Game Gear with that in
0: fourth grade.
1: Well, I so this told, is like
0: early O two.
1: I told you the the story of of what happened mm-hmm. with me was. They put the advertisement for Raw on the back of the magazines, and they made the Game Gear version look the same as the Super Nintendo. So, I was like, whoa, I've got a Game Gear, like, this will be like having Raw just playing on my Game Gear. And my parents got it for me for my birthday, and I was like, what the hell is this? And my mom was like, do you like it? And I'm like, huh, yeah, but I couldn't tell what was going on. The, the sprites were so small, it was terrible.
0: If the sprites were a little bit bigger, that game would have been perfectly fine. Yeah, the Game Gear version, I mean, the Game Boy version is,
1: oh, rough. That
0: man. one's rough because it doesn't have crush.
1: You know, the game that I think, when I was a really young kid, it was like you needed to play everything wrestling, and you and you liked everything, even if it was bad. I think the game that broke my spirit was, um, King of the Ring on Nintendo. Because oh
0: god. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I
1: I had played um uh WrestleMania Challenge at my cousin's birthday party and I liked that game. And then I sort of skipped Me too. I sort of skipped Steel Cage Challenge, but then I played King of the Ring thinking, oh well, this is a new WF, WWF game. I rented it and I took it home and I was a kid, and I was just like, I don't like this. Like I there's nothing I like <laughs> about it. It broke my spirit. That game, so I didn't play that game until 2000.
0: I had, a, a, I think it might have be been EGM when I was a kid. That um, This has nothing to do with Fire Pro at this point. I no, don't care. I'm just talking. Okay. Um, it was like a two-page spread, Royal Rumble now on Genesis. And in the bottom right corner, there's a fucking advertisement for King of the Ring. And it's just the box art. And I see the box art and Bret Hart's the guy featured. And I loved Bret Hart when I was a kid. I yeah. still love Bret Hart. He's the fucking man. So naturally, like my whole childhood, I'm like, oh man, if I ever find this game, I got to play it. One time we were at Walmart, and this was back when like the game case was that thing where it was like the card of the front of the box. You flip it up, back of the box is on the other side. And they'd have to unlock the fucking thing, and it was like a drawer that had the game in it. (laughs) Did did, did they have that shit near you? Or is that just a US thing? Yeah. And I didn't have a Game Boy yet. And the whole reason I wanted that game when I saw the back was that Mr. Perfect was in it. Mm -hmm. And Mom's like, you don't have a Game Boy. So, like, years later, I got it, and I'm like, oh, man, I've wanted this game, like, my whole life. Which it's weird to say that when you're, like, a third grader, but it was goddamn true. And I fucking put the thing in my Game Boy Color. I turn it on. Like, the menu music's all right, you know? I get into an actual match, and, like, a minute and a half later, I'm fucking just... Playing Pokemon again and mom's like, <laughs> You already done with that one? I'm like, Yeah, Mom, that game sucks. <laughs> it's yeah. horrible. Yeah,
1: that was definitely... I don't
0: get why they didn't just run with fucking Mania Challenge.
1: I have no idea.
0: Or Superstars for Christ's sake. Imagine a superstar style game on the Super Nintendo.
1: That the uh have you noticed that the um the men the menu music from WrestleMania Challenge is like almost exactly the same as one of like the versions of uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon, like it's almost the same song.
0: It would make sense because I uh, doesn't David Wise do the fucking music yeah. for Battletoads? Yeah. And Donkey Kong Country.
1: It was crazy when I first heard that. I was like, "Holy shit! This is the same music. What the hell?"
0: Have you ever heard Ted DiBiase's theme song from WWF Superstars on the Game Boy?
1: They didn't use like Girls and Cars again, did they?
0: No, it's like. I don't know what it's based. It's not based on his actual theme. It's like the catchiest fucking shit you'll ever hear in your life. (laughs) Anybody listening to this, so like six people, um, if I haven't already (laughs) sent you that video numerous times through the years on Twitter, through DMs or Discord, go on YouTube and find Dibiase's theme song from Superstars for the Game Boy. It is is amazing. I may or may not have put that song on my laptop that I play Fire Pearl on to use as background music.
1: I want to check that out. I won't do it now because it'll and all Speaking of them
0: using Girls in Cars for Dibiase, the version of Girls in Cars that's in WrestleMania for the NES is like the most depressing song I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Which is weird because the actual song is like super upbeat.
1: I love that song.
0: I, fuck, yeah. Driver was a great album.
1: Yeah, I, I had that that video as a kid and I used to watch it all the time. Like, my family used to sing like, If You Only Knew. <laughs> we love that actually it.
0: might be my favorite song on that whole album it's great the hillbilly jim waking up alone song that's like unironically like a decent little like late 80s country song
1: they didn't have that on the video really yeah it was um, pile drive but then it was rock and roll hoochie coo then it was hunky tonk man then demolition slick and if you only knew The Slick video has an intro
0: that you absolutely could not get away with now for nope. a mm-hmm. number of reasons.
1: I know exactly what you mean. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of a lot of harmful stereotypes are are being uh, perpetrated in yep. that that intro. Uh huh. Yeah, it was the
1: '80s. What can we say? It certainly was. Um, Slick ruled. Slick did rule. Me. I loved that guy. I want his zombie sealer figure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I hope we end up actually
1: getting it, buddy. Um who knows what the hell's going on with these companies. Chella is, is like now gonna be owned by Russ and Trader. We've got this new company that's making the Godfather, still rush collectibles. It's too much.
0: It's, yeah, like, we were talking about this off, while the last two episodes were off recording, but, like, there's not enough of a market there to, and I guess this is how we're going to end the podcast, is just talking about other shit, (laughs) this will be the weekly thing when we drift off to other topics, but there's there's too many companies trying to do the same thing, and only one of them is making a product that I'm actually compelled to spend my money on, and that's Zombie. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause I have the Sabu in hand it's like one of my favorite like action figures that I own the Dino Bravo is very nice in hand the Hebner I'm not super happy with how the head turned out on that figure some of it's the paint application some of it's just it, I don't really think it looks like Earl Hebner um but like his stuff's clearly the highest quality in terms of sculpts but it took A little over a year from pre-order to ship and when the figures are $40 each and some people like myself I bought I bought two of Hebner two of Sabu and two of Bravo so I was on the hook for a lot of money we'll say Um, a year is so long to have money tied up in pre-orders that you have no fucking idea when you're gonna get them yeah and that's why I've kind of begun to abstain from pre-ordering. And I, and I feel justified in this now for pre-ordering any of the cello stuff. Because, I mean, did you pre-order the um, the Uncensored collection or whatever their elite style is called, uh, Dynamite Kid?
1: Um, I didn't. The only pre-orders I've got with them right now are Haku and Greg Valentine.
0: I had no idea the Valentine figure ever went up for pre-order. Yeah. Huh. I, uh, I feel bad for everybody. It's been 16 months, and there's been minimal updates on that Elite-style Dynamite kid. Yeah, it's, it's
1: beyond crazy at this point.
0: Yeah, and I see the people, and, and it's always bad faith arguments from people on wrestling figs, but the people who are like, well, do you really think Powertown's going to be able to deliver the figures at like a reasonable quality? Yeah, I do. They're using a factory that used to make figures for McFarlane. They're using a sculptor who used to work for McFarlane. Steve Rosenthal was in the toy business for decades. I I have way more like confidence in their ability to put out a worthwhile action figure line than I ever would uh the mom and pop organization that Cello was. Cause like their their three D renders are kind of rough. And then you see like the actual like the unpainted prototypes or even some of the hand- have you seen the andre the giant that
1: cell is putting out yeah i was interested in that but the face on it's kind of kind of rough
0: yeah it's i don't know why so many people have an issue with sculpting or even drawing andre the giant's face he's not just like a really big human being like he has part of the expression he has like freakish figures. Like the acromegaly really did make him look like completely different from other human beings. Like his facial structure and shit's completely different than like yours or mine. And it feels like whenever anybody makes an Andre figure, I mean, zombies looks like Andre that's like dead on, but like the overwhelming majority, it's like, Oh, he was just a really big guy. Yeah. him a really big
1: head. Super seven ones didn't look very, very good either i thought
0: oh god i have the iwe one which i bought just for the novelty of saying i own an iwe andre the giant figure it's not good i the super seven i had such high hopes for those uh figures like all the wrestling ones they were, not the majors because i don't care about them or the good brothers because i don't care about them yeah but the new japan stuff and the andre the giant stuff I was so excited for and I like my new Japan figures for the most part, but those Andre figures are like infuriating for the price that they're charging. Like you're charging like $50 and you do like, Oh, we're going to include the beer can with every fucking figure. Okay. Well, how about like one head sculpt that actually looks like the guy? Yeah. Can we get, can we get one? I've noticed with a lot of the super seven stuff that's based on like actual human beings and not like, cartoons or whatever they very seldom nail the likeness
1: they're not doing suzuki right as storm collectibles is that right
0: yeah and we don't know what's happening with the storm collectible suzuki since they signed the exclusive deal with big bad
1: mm, that's right i forgot about that
0: i remember the night of forbidden door my phone blowing up when the suzuki figure got shown and then again when shibata showed up and i was super excited about the suzuki and it's four months later almost and we have no clue if that figure is even still coming
1: yeah i was just gonna say um regards to Cella, like i not mentioned not talking about the delays and stuff because i think that stuff is kind of beyond ridiculous now but like the criticisms of the figures themselves i get but like i would say for myself like i was overall I've, i've been pretty happy with the ones i've got like in the Nakano is like way too bronze and small, but I think I like it overall. Um, the Atom Bomb I thought was good. The Dynamite Kid Retro, the face isn't very good on it. But, you know, the Hayabusa is a bit too big, but I, I do like the figure overall. Um, and I think for the price points, like I, I don't have many much complaints, as opposed to Zombie Sailor, which are a bit more.
0: I'm willing to pay more for, like, higher quality, though. I, I I wanted to love that Dynamite Kid figure, but it's, like... It feels like three different figures kind of mashed together. The head's super tiny. The legs of this thing were like, the thighs are super bulky and the rest of... Like, the proportions on it are just so fucking weird.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think the Nick Aldis one, which was the first one they released, is the worst with the weird head. And he looks like... um. What's the guy from like Green Lantern, Hector Harmon with the huge head? Um, not a great figure at all. So I think that they did make improvements, but you know they sort of imploded um, at this point.
0: They yeah they they've absolutely gotten better from like the original, um, the original figure that they did.
1: I, I I'm not the prototype. Super happy with the recent stuff though. No, no. huh? I like the prototypes of demolition that they showed. Um, the Greg Valentine like is definitely superior to WWE's Mattel Retro. Um, the Killer Bees had like the, basically the same face and body, but I don't really have too much complaints about those. Um, I think the pro- the Davy Boy Smith prototype that they had in one of the pictures was was looking pretty good. So it's a real shame um, because I thought like when they started off even if the figures weren't top quality, they still had, like, a a good following for delivering products on a fairly um, regular basis. But there's been so much wait for this Dynamite kid, and you know, now Chella's not even operating as it was. Now it's going to be owned by Wrestling Trade, and they've got a bunch of back orders to get through, so um, who knows how long it's going to take to get all these out. You know, who knows if the contracts will still be valid for, like, future figures, like um, the Road Warriors and like Onita and all these stuff that they had planned to begin with. They're
0: still saying the um the Onita figure is coming.
1: Oh, okay, well that's good.
0: I do wonder about the contracts though, because it's been said the zombie sailor stuff is like limited time exclusivity.
1: Yeah. Well, he sent out like a a legal threat to Rush because they were making like, a Mikey Whipwreck in an ECW lane, which what. What is he doing? I had not heard anything about that, actually. Yeah, they posted about it on on, uh, Instagram that basically he had sent them a threat because they were making Mikey Ripperick. And in their response, they're doing a zombie sailor figure, a literal zombie sailor that they just released a design of. So, all right.
0: I, I can't imagine that thing actually ends up getting made. That feels like a lawsuit. I, I
1: don't think so. I think they were just messing around. It's it's kind of pettiness from both sides, I guess.
0: They've I don't know, Rush has posted a lot of stuff. I remember yes. before they blocked me, they were posting like Instagram stories just like complaining about zombie frequently. Yeah. About how like you didn't make your figures and it's like, no, he was smart enough to find people who could make high quality figures for him. And
1: he's he's the guy heading the line. That's that's what you're supposed to do. It's almost becoming, like, less of a figure business and more of a figure sketch business at this point. Like, look at these designs. Look at these pictures. You know, great. Yeah, I love seeing Ron Rudas sketches
0: of, like, like, when they posted the Sabu sketch, it blew my mind because, like, this is the guy, I think, who did the artwork for, like, fucking Mr. Perfect and Bret Hart and yeah. a couple of Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior figures, and here's a goddamn drawing he did of Sabu. Yeah. Um, like,
1: that's crazy. That's cool, but, like, when it comes to, like, other studios like like Rush, like, they've released so many sketches, I'm like, goddamn, get the figures out now, you know? I don't want to say any more sketches. I don't want to say any more announcements. Just make the goddamn things.
0: I really want to support the ECW style line that they're doing, but so they've do given I. me no reason to outside of Simon Diamond.
1: Yeah, I when I heard that announcement, I got super excited, right? Because I've always wanted to collect those. You couldn't actually get those figures here. I had to trade a copy of um, Coliseum Video Survivor Series 1992 for someone to send me RVD and Sabu years ago. So I never got any of the other ones. Like I've got Lance Storm that I bought off eBay and it's packaging. But i've wanted to correct uh, collect the the rest and like to have the missing ones as well like spike dudley and all that i think that'd be really neat but like who knows when they're actually going to get me did they point. announce spike i believe they maybe they didn't maybe i'm wrong sorry i may be getting confused with uh wrestling code because he's in that um yeah,
0: because I see the I'm am scrolling down Fig Heels um, Instagram right now just to see if there's any that I've missed because it's entirely possible I think I messed it be up
1: blocked. because like wrestling he's in the wrestling court as well and that's very ECW so I'm thinking I'm getting my talent mixed up.
0: They did announce a Joel Gertner,
1: so oh. that's well, well. Oh boy, well. CW Anderson. Which, if you look at the the drawing like he's got like an open mouth but if you look at the actual product like the prototype he's got a closed mouth and it seems to have a more generic expression on his face so i actually have not
0: seen the prototype the, i think it was it's just time like a, to open an incognito window
1: i think it was just like a 3d 3d sketch but it wasn't anywhere near complete it was just an idea but you can see that it's different from what the, the drawing was
0: Oh, God, I just saw the zombie sailor Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, Let's see. We got some shitty monster toys. There's that interviewer guy from YouTube. There's a CW Anderson, like a 3D render of him. That actually doesn't look super bad.
1: But they they changed the expression. I thought it would have been better, but I don't know. We'll see what it's like when it's finished.
0: Oh, God, I just saw the CW figure. Why is he that fat, bro?
1: (laughs) Maybe he ate Electra. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I think a lot of what, people what happened to her okay. anyway Um, she was on the Sopranos wasn't she
0: wasn't that like when ECW was still like current though
1: yeah well I'm trying to figure out the historic career of Electra. like it was ECW then she was on the first episode of uh, TNA and then she would have been doing like New York Indies right like in theory. New York Championship Wrestling and stuff like that. And then she was on one night stand in the crowd. And that was it. Right. And she didn't look anything
0: like Electra looked either. No, not at all. Speaking of uh Cella Toys, uncensored Dynamite Kit is completed and undergoing final packaging stage before shipping from factory. We anticipate this to ship within the next three weeks.
1: When did they release that update?
0: Uh, Wrestling Trader released that update about two hours ago.
1: Oh, okay. I didn't say that.
0: Um, Al Snow is expected to be in stock early to mid next month. Mm. Big Daddy and Blue Haystacks uh, early November. Wrestling Megastar Series 2, including Haku, Tongaloa, Nova, Mini, and Stevie Richards, still going at his plan. More updates in three to four weeks. Oh, no uncensored sabu is still as planned uh if you order the figure collections exclusive horn swaggle, no he's doing stock in november
1: no i'm okay
0: and if you ordered gangrel he's expected to be completed within the next 40 days which is a very specific number of days
1: i was gonna order that but it was only available through the uk through wrestling trader and not asylum wrestling store and the shipping was kind of uh, crazy. I think crazy. it's on figure collections. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, maybe I'll get it. Yeah, I think,
0: I think they have a deal where, like, the figure collection stuff is on Wrestling Trader and vice versa. I, I'll, I'll check. I don't want to... I don't want, like, any of the three people that are going to listen to this to hear this and think that I'm... I'm telling them to, to go to this website that's clearly not uh, selling these action figures.
1: I like Asylum. I always oh, order them through there. I, um... I ordered my Hayabusa through that. I find they're pretty good. Their shipping's good for me at least anyway.
0: I'm trying to think if I ordered anything else from them. I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, Gangrel's right here on um uh figure collections. He is currently thirty-five ninety seven. That's probably gonna be like fifty-five Canadian. And then probably like... And I do not see uncensored
1: dynamite kit on here anymore. Hmm i ordered the um did i tell you that i i ordered the boss boss rush um ultimo dragon oh did
0: you that's a cool figure
1: but here's the thing though so i ordered it through their website and the, the the price wasn't converting probably to canadian for me so in total it came up to about 60 um canadian with shipping then I went on Amazon.ca and all of a sudden there's Ultimo Dragon. And he's $30 Canadian with free shipping for Prime. So it's like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to cancel this. So I did and I ordered it off Amazon, although it's not expected to ship. And I imagine this will change until uh, September 2023.
0: I would what? sure as hell hope those figures are going to be in stock before then.
1: Yeah. So I was like, well. Even if it doesn't, I'm still saving $30 by getting it from Amazon, so. I guess we'll wait and see, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they, had, they have Vampiro uh, up it there looks as well. Like,
0: looks like our boy Tom Billington, uh, the uncensored version, is no longer available to be ordered from anywhere, so.
1: Tom Billington is not my boy.
0: Well. I've read his He's book. my boy. Okay, no, he's not, but. <laughs> Great pro wrestler. That's that's where I'll leave it. I don't really feel like saying anything about him as a human being because I'll get myself in trouble.
1: Yeah, for sure. With somebody. On that note, I think we've gone quite off topic, but that's okay. Um, yeah,
0: we haven't talked about fire pro in like a solid thirty minutes at this no, point. No,
1: it like it's all right. I mean, it's wrestling. There's a lot, lot of interesting topics, whether it be wrestling in general, figures. I mean, we're into all that shit, so it's gonna happen. Whatever. Yeah. Should we lock it down now? Or are we are we good to go?
0: I, I think I think we are good to go. So for my co-host Liger Busa, I'm Mongo. And this has been the third episode of Critical the History of Pro Wrestling Video First. Games. And we will see you hopefully next time. Audios? We have recording software.
1: We do indeed.